Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! They're still doing it. Really, quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call a Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that decided to figure out how to take a HazLab proton pack and figure out how to smuggle illicit substances inside of it within the first week. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, a.k.a. Vink Maniac from the internet, and joining me this week as guest co-host and sitting in so we can talk way more about the HazLab Proton Pack, but perhaps not about how much we're going to smuggle things in it, uh, is Austin Young, a.k.a. Ray Cameron from the internet. Um, how are you, Austin? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me again. No, thank you for coming back and being a return guest in, on Extraplasm. If you do this five times, we send you a robe. It's like SNL. Um, oh really? <laughs> I, I don't know. In theory, I think that's in, there's there's some there's some now we, now it's happening. I think we just made that a verbal contractual agreement. Sweet. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I'll make my own if I have to. <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good way to remind everybody that you are also not just a guy from the internet, but you are uh, you know Austin Young of the. Central Oklahoma Ghostbusters, a.k.a. resident proton pack expert because you are the builder of Logan Kemp's proton pack. Uh, so if we need you to build anything else, robes is it. That That's you on the hook now. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to wear it everywhere. <laughs> and nothing be screen and- accurate. <laughs> hmm. Are there any bathrobes in Ghostbusters? There are. There are. Does Dana wear a bathrobe in Ghostbusters too? Like after she gets from the tub, is that a robe? No, that's a towel. But if you yeah. look at the Tops GB2 set, there is that's the still from that shot. She's wearing a blue robe. So uh, at some point see? they changed it. <laughs> you have a new job. I'm going to track that <laughs> robe down and I'm going to put five time Extraplasm podcast guest on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes and on every one of them there has to be a name tape uh that is authentic and has been correctly sourced and um vintage no materials <laughs> did not come from katara 8 on ebay because that would not be screen accurate um <laughs> not anymore <laughs> some people out there are like dude that was harsh why are you throwing people under buses and the answer is sometimes people start printing people's stuff without authorization and the people get upset <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's that's old fan drama. Um, I move <laughs> on from that now. <laughs> but well, thank you for coming back on the Extraplasm podcast, because I'm excited to have you here with us to talk about a bunch of stuff. But in particular, I was stoked to talk with you about the Hazlab Proton Pack, because listeners of this podcast who were listening to episode 19 last week might have noticed that I was having a little bit of joy issues with my proton pack and the experience of receiving it and of being in a fandom. And so I was like, Hey, I'm going to go get Austin and see if he can help me find the joy inside my proton pack. Um, cause I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere. Um, you, you, <laughs> but, you put it in there. It's the cocaine. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's all the things that are now inside my pro. If you, and if you don't know what we're talking about, like there is literally an Instagram video where I have introduced the zeal, the zero cyclotron mod for the Hazlet proton pack, where you can just remove the cyclotron throw it away don't throw it away just put it in a box 
Um, and then put the, the front back on and store stuff in it like socks or Cheetos or I think at one point I said drugs, um, which I guess I've now quadrupled down on that. This is not an actual suggestion. And now I have to check the explicit box on this podcast. So shit. you're welcome, Internet. <laughs> But no, um, I'm excited to talk with you because there's a lot of modding potential and a lot of building potential. You've built a lot of proton pack and proton pack ephemera and props um, and now robes. So, um, yes, I you're de- definitely a good person to talk to about this. But I also want to talk to you because you just get so excited about this stuff. And uh, I do, too, when there's like stuff going on in the modding community over the last week of just watching since the pack got released. It's kind of exploded. Um, so mm. I thought it'd be cool to talk about that a bit. So. Every time I open YouTube, I have about four suggested uh, HasLab modding videos, right? Like on my home screen, and I'm just like, "It's this is nuts." I, you know, I would love, <laughs> I would, I would love to take count of how many are out there. You know, I hundreds, think about this hundreds. Probably, I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial, right? But uh, to some people, but you're like, for some people, you're like, "What now?" After last week, um, <laughs> but look. Last week, I said, thanks for getting through 20 episodes with me. And then I realized after I said that and I stopped recording that it was only episode 19. So (laughs) if this is a do over, basically. Right. Um, So (laughs) but this is my I have a take about Ghostbusters 2016, which is that even if you don't like that movie, that movie is responsible for a lot of things. And like one of the things it's responsible for is giving Chris Hemsworth some like improv experience and some comedy chops to go off and do, uh, you know, Thor Ragnarok. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, some people out there really hate the spirit proton pack. They really don't like it. Um, I want to say to those people, like whether you like it or you don't like it. One of the cool things about the spirit proton pack is that there has been so many things that have been released and so many people who got involved in like modding communities and things that I think it's really contributed and helped to people looking at the HasLab pack and being like, Oh, we can deal with this like because there's just so much deeper. I think of a like um, electronics building community and Arduino community, all those things. So, but I think you get there in some ways by stepping through the spirit pack, you know, Um, I mean, within 24 hours, there was like, you know, 60 or 70 uh, 3d print files available for upgrading the the HasLab. I mean, it was, it was insane how much stuff was out there immediately. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, it's awesome. So, I mean, I think that's incredible, you know. Yeah, no, I'm I think it's fantastic. It's something that um everything I always talk about this that like what I think is like more is better. Right? More options to do things is better and that's why even when people don't like the spirit pack I've been like, well, if you don't like it, it's something that's there as an option and the fact that there's so many like mods and we're going to talk about where to find some of this stuff if you're listening and you're like, I don't know where to go. I just got my Hazlab pack and I'm lost in the woods like a sheep. Don't worry. Um we're going to tell you where to go. But some of you are like, dude, what? I'm not a sheep. I know. <laughs> no, no one in this community is a sheep. Everyone is a lone wolf. Um, <laughs> oh. But before we do that, we should do one thing, which is we should talk about some Ghostbusters headlines. Still making headlines all across the country. The Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. All in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Yixtra plasm. Read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at you. So, um, <clears throat> headlines this week is going to be kind of short. And part of that is because when a Ghostbusters HasLab proton pack is released... Everyone who does Ghostbusters things is busy doing one thing. <laughs> Has that proton pack, baby. Yeah. Um, it's been a slow news week. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but 
if you uh, take a peek, even at like Ghostbusters news, there's like five stories this week. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are um, kind of reaching, you know, just because there's nothing out there. There's not a lot going on. And that's like, I talk about this uh, to some extent that I love Jason. And I love Ghostbusters news, but one of my favorite stories that he has this week, this is no criticism of him. It's just that there's not a lot going on was the, the headline of it is someone added Bill Murray to Marvel's Spider-Man video game, which I'm like <laughs> right on someone. I, I appreciate you. Someone, I hope you do more good work. Someone, um, but if you haven't seen this story as our first item on the media docket for this week in news, cause we're going to talk about this cause it's kind of funny. Uh, somebody did this. They went and they took the model from Ghostbusters, the video game, and they somehow hacked it into the Spider-Man video game. But have you seen this at all? I, I saw the, the images of the render in Spider-Man poses, which was hilarious. Well, because it's only a cosmetic mod. Yeah. So it like doesn't change gameplay or anything. So he's still like Spider-Man. And so he still like <laughs> crawls around and all the Spider-Man poses. But the funniest part about this to me, and this is like why I had to talk about this, is that it's it's Vangman with a proton pack on. So if you ever wanted to imagine like how much Bill Murray has complained about walking around <laughs> with a proton pack on his back, like now imagine if he had to do all the Spider-Man poses. Like <laughs> Nowadays, he's, it's just it's just a, a a twenty year old body double, and they'll they'll deep fake his face onto it. <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything. It's probably true. They probably just like get somebody who's like fifteen, who's like his height. <laughs> like you're really athletic, you do parkour, right? Cool. Just don't look directly at the camera. He won't even um, have an actual proton pack on. It'll be a. <laughs> A backpack spray painted blue with some mocap dots on it. <laughs> right. They'll throw they that on the proton pack in. <laughs> I love it. He's just carrying like a, a some Amazon air packs that they would put inside <laughs> of a box. Like that's inside of like a cardboard thing that's green and that's it. Yep. And uh, he's just got that on. But yeah, no, it's kind of hilarious because given how much he's complained just about walking around in proton packs, the image of Bill Murray in like 1984, Bill Murray with the proton pack on his back crouched with one hand on the ground. <laughs> and like in the classic Spider-Man pose is one of the most ridiculous and hilarious things that I've seen this week. Um, there's video of this that you can find on Ghostbusters news um, of the Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters Spider-Man remastered mods. This does not replace his voice in any way. It still has the uh, Peter Parker voice. It would be kind of funny if they did that. Somebody uh, needs to pull the lines from uh, the video game. At least uh, uh, when you get knocked out and, you know, yo, a little help. <laughs> little help. <laughs> ow. That, that was ow there. Those are That's the two. Like, that they, just week, those two. I was running around playing Spirits Unleashed with total strangers on quick play, but I just started yelling out lines from the Ghostbusters video game on TeamSpeak. So like they would, the guy would start blasting me as a ghost and I would just hide in an object and yell out, you got a mean streak, Rook. <laughs> like, Hit him with bolts on darts. Bolts right. on darts will do the trick. To soften him up. <laughs> like, yeah. The guy who was playing with me was like, this is stupid, but funny. <laughs> it's like right on. <laughs> it's just like the stupidest thing. I love, I love that game. That's my favorite part about that game. I've said this before. My favorite part about that game is getting on there and finding a good group of people to just be stupid with. 
I wouldn't know. Um, I still haven't played it. Oh my god, you gotta! It's fun. It's a good game. Um, and by the time you get to it, there might be a you know a new muncher level and stuff. So that's uh allegedly coming Q1. We're still we're in Q1 now. So keep your fingers crossed, everybody. I have no actual news about that. Sorry. <laughs> that's your video game news this week. Vankman, he's in Spider Man now. Um, nice. Let's talk about some something else media wise. Um, let's talk about Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, who's on this podcast every week, obviously he's just sitting in the booth waiting to provide that last line of the podcast on a regular basis. <laughs> Apparently, was in the Bad Batch uh, of Star Wars, which that's about as much as I can tell you about this because I've never watched an episode of this show. Have you? I've watched every episode except the last two. I'm behind right now, so I have not seen Ernie. So does that episode. mean you haven't seen the Ernie Hudson one? <laughs> Gotcha. Um, so he's apparently in an episode entitled Faster, uh, in which the clones of the Bad Batch entered the competitive and dangerous world of riot racing. Um, I uh, All I got from that when I read that line was that Ernie Hudson is in a mashup of Star Wars and the Fast and the Furious. Um, I don't know if that's true, but. I expect Vin Diesel to show up. Um, it's like the Bad Batch enter a competitive and dangerous world of riot racing. Family. Okay. <laughs> family is a th- family is a theme in the Bad Batch. I'm just saying. Look, family is also a theme in Ghostbusters Afterlife. There's there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of crossover, right? Like, um. Also, when you talk about riot racing, I want to see like, does that mean the Ecto One was there? Did it drive through? I mean, some of you who are Star Wars fans are listening to this right now, and you're like, "Dude, move on." You what if what you're talking does the about. does you're the right. ghost of Paul Walker show up? <laughs> and like, and, and, does he like follow up question? Well, no, I mean, like, does he does the ghost of Paul Walker show up and like put his hand on the steering wheel with Vin Diesel to like help him win the race at the end? <laughs> <laughs> he goes inside the well the car won't start but when <laughs> so he just kind of you know twists together a couple of wires using on, his ghost darling. powers and <laughs> uh yeah so ernie hudson um doing a great job at having an awesome career at this point in his life i gotta say ernie I'm, hudson's doing I'm, a lot he's got quantum leap going on i'm personally you know, like um he, i'm glad he's part of star wars now if for just one episode you know it's it's another yeah. box for him to check off of his list. Sure, why not? I mean, I, I have no ill will towards Star Wars. I just kind of, I kind of fell off of it. <laughs> just was like, um, I'm good. <laughs> and that was probably like five years ago where I just kind of hit an I'm good point. The only thing it brought me back, I'll admit, is, um, uh, I watched yeah. Obi Wan, and I actually enjoyed Obi Wan. So, um. Some people will be like, why? Because some people enjoy what I liked. And yeah, well, yeah. everybody can like what they like. That's a rule. Um, it's not my rule, actually. It's a rule of the Judge John Hosman podcast, which has nothing to do with this <laughs> podcast other than I listen to it. If you've never listened to it, it's worth listening to. So. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't seen The Bad Batch, check it out. If you want to see Ernie Hudson or rather hear Ernie Hudson provide voiceover performance. Because he is an alien in that show and rendered in CG and you won't see him on screen. Um, check that out, too. And the other piece of Ghostbusters media news to sort of talk about briefly is a follow up thing to like episode one of the show, which is weird. But the uh, artists who did the gear 
design the gear for Ghostbusters Scare or Ghostbusters Afterlife Scare. This was the AR game that was um, released alongside with Ghostbusters Afterlife. And listeners of the podcast may remember that our very first episode, Stephen Shea, who was the uh, the author of the script for that, was our first guest on the show. Uh, they have released the artwork, like the the 3D models of the Ghost Trap um, on wheels. The, why did I call it the Ghost Trap on wheels? The RC Trap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong. It That's what, a, it, it's a Ghost Trap on wheels. It is. It's just the weirdest <laughs> way to describe it. Like, I maybe maybe Hasbro will re-release the RTV Trap, and uh, that'll be its new name. Ghost Trap on wheels. Um Anyway, the RTV trap, the proton pack, the um, I believe the PKE meter, the puzzle box, the vault that the stuff is in, all that stuff, like all the renders of it are now available. Um, Ghostbusters News is like the easiest way to get to this because it's two different artists who have provided this stuff in different spaces. But um, really kind of cool to see like how these were items that were modeled out, especially because like to see them in game meant you had to be like playing an AR game and try and look at them from the right angles and stuff, you know, so it was kind of difficult, but I have a funny story about that actually. Oh yeah. I want to build the, uh, it's the shock box that's on the little pedestal and it's got the, the Tesla coil things on it. Mm-hmm. And I, for whatever reason, I decided I was going to pull this up and look at it while I was in the middle of Walmart one day. <laughs> and, and so I've opened the game up and I'm, I'm getting through it and I'm walking down the middle of the aisles and I stop because, you know, the, the item appears on my screen. Yeah. And in my, you know, real environment. And I start walking around in circles (laughs) in the middle of Walmart, (laughs) taking screen caps of my phone screen (laughs) and like, and, and not just walking around in circles, but also like crouching down and like, like tilting up to try to get like details underneath and all this stuff and and then it suddenly hit me about halfway through that like nobody else sees what i'm doing they don't they don't understand what's going on that's amazing and it reminded me of that scene in honey i shrunk the kids with rick moranis is like suspended in his little rig and he's he's going through the grass (laughs) and you you just get Kimmy Robertson's point of view, and she's just yeah. like, that man is flying again. <laughs> and I'm like, these people walking around me just probably think I'm high as a kite right now. Dude, that beats my story because my mine is that I realized <laughs> I realized I could get I could spawn the Ecto one in that game. Or, or no, in the Ghostbusters app, the afterlife uh-huh. app that like not the a not scare, but yeah, like yeah, just yeah. the one that was like, hey, it's a promotional, you can watch the trailer, or whatever. There was um, an Ecto-1 model, right, that you could, mm-hmm. like, spawn the, the Ecto-1 wherever you were, and an AR Ecto-1 would appear in front of you on your phone. And <clears throat> I realized at some point, we I spawned it in our bedroom. <laughs> like, and, um, I realized at one point that if you walked into it, you could actually get inside of it. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, you didn't have to just walk around it, but if you actually walked up to it, you could crouch down and like it would actually on your phone, like look like you were inside the Ecto one and it wasn't super detailed, but like the seats were there, right? It was like, there was no lighting really that was well inside to make it well detailed textures, but like you could kind of be inside of it. 
And my partner came in the room like this you know, during the <laughs> pandemic. And she just comes in. And I'm sitting in the middle of the floor in our bedroom, like with my phone in my hands, like in front of me. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm inside the Ecto one. Sorry. <laughs> she's like, what? I'm like, Never mind. <laughs> I love Your it. story is way better. Um, I like that. I mean, they're, so, they're both go. in the same vein, it, you know, just looking like a crazy person for for our love of Ghostbusters. Well, if you want to see uh, good detailed photos or good reference photos of that shock box on its pedestal, um, which I know, you know, we were talking about you wanting to build, you can find them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're now out on ArtStation uh, and probably the easiest way to get there, though, is go to Ghostbusters News. So, um, you know, what do you th- where, where are you going to put that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never worry about that. I just. If I want to build it, I build it, and then I worry about that later. Well, that's just funny. I have that problem right now because uh, I have too many HasLab proton packs and a pinball machine, and <laughs> like I've been laughing about this, but like in the last month, I ended up with a virtual p- pinball machine and two HasLab proton packs, and I'm like, I need another room in my house. Um, this is a problem. So, um, but I think those props from Ghostbusters scare. Um, I wish that we got to see more of them other than just running around with a thing on your screen because. You know, yeah. like that's challenging to do that if you're inside of Walmart. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't compare to, I think, the people that were outside the Chili's when I was trying to complete the uh, uh, Sentinel Terror Dog statue. <laughs> uh, I can't get past that level. Like, I can't finish the game because no I cannot can. get it. I can't get it to line up like it's supposed to to say that it's completed, even though I have all the pieces there. It's so dumb. Anyway, <laughs> look, I, I've talked about this explicitly when Steven, when he was on episode one of the show, like we both there's like, I think it's that the Sentinel Terror Dog level is the one where like it warns you that you need a larger space. <laughs> and so you yeah. can't like you need to basically leave your house and go out in public. And we both joked that we have yet to find an adequate enough space to do this and actually be able to I mean, beat the level. <laughs> so you're not alone. I, a, I figured a Chili's parking lot would have been sufficient, but <laughs> apparently not. I, I, I'm going to have to go to an actual like open field somewhere. Yeah. Or an underground mine with a massive, you know, <laughs> cave. <laughs> There's a lot of apps out there, kid. <laughs> a lot of carvings. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the, you know what it is? They told you you needed an app so that you could uh, so that you could beat beat the ghosts. And you got confused. So you went to Chili's and you were like, they have apps, right? Apps and starters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby. Southwest egg rolls. <laughs> a terrible joke. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, God. Well. If you haven't seen those props, if you haven't seen those images, check them out. Um, I that was definitely a cool game in the terms of the story that was in it, and as Logan Kim was in it, and there was a lot of things in that game that I think I wish it, I still say that should have been better marketed, but um, you know what are you gonna do? I Can't win them all. I was enjoying it until I couldn't get to the next level. Yeah, until you got stuck. I'm in the same boat. I, ha- I had to pay <laughs> for the rest of the levels too. <laughs> I, I'm joking about this, but there was a point where people were like. Hey, the flux capacitors uh, did the song for that. And uh, they're in Ghostbusters news. And isn't that cool? And I was like, yes, except that I have some like personal PTSD trauma. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because that's the song that plays in the level I can't beat. (laughs) 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 I always feel like somebody's watching me. I'm like, I can't beat this shit. Um, (laughs) Imagine if you played Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 
and you just couldn't beat a level. You'd really <laughs> learn to hate Goldfinger's uh, Superman really quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> especially if you have the N64 version, it only plays 45 seconds of the track, and then you want to rip your hair out. Uh, some of you out there oh, right God, now know exactly what I'm that. talking about right now. Yeah, right? You forgot about that. First time I ever played that game was on 64, in 64. Yeah. Um, which, and then I got a PlayStation. I was like, whoa, this is so much better. Like, this is crazy. There's another two and a half minutes of each of these songs. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not Ghostbusters. No, but it could be. Because Actually, after all, th- there's a mod for Venkman and Spider-Man. So <laughs> it's Tony Hawk was at the premiere for Ghostbusters 2016. So I guess it's technically Ghostbusters adjacent. There you go. Hey, look, I would be OK if Tony Hawk came and played a skateboarding ghost. I'm not saying that's the thing that's happening because I don't know anything. But um, if you build it, they will come If you say it. They will manifest it. So there you go. Only Mike. if only if he plays a ghost and then like podcast makes a quip about like, oh, that guy looks like Tony Hawk. <laughs> yes, that'll work. <laughs> I'm for that. <laughs> if 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 nobody knows what I'm talking about, just look up the Tony Hawk being recognized memes. Yes, you have to go find those because they're good. Um, they're great. I, there's some really I was reading a funny Tony Tony Hawk story the other day that I'm not going to remember all of, but he was tweeting about. Uh, what it's like to be Tony Hawk now and to like a conversation <laughs> with his dad. And he was just like, imagine if you, like, he was like, imagine I'm on a plane and, uh, you know, somebody has a heart attack in a little plane. And my dad looks at me and goes like, imagine if you were a doctor, you could help that guy. And I'm like, we're sitting in first class. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is like apparently on Twitter openly dealing with what it's like to now be a, and this is not said in any malicious way, but like, you know, as an older has been in skating, cause it's like, you can't really be, you know, the pinnacle of skating in your fifties. Um, so yeah. uh, maybe you can, if you're, if you're amazing, but I, t- Tony Hawk will tell you he can't, <laughs> he's, he's had yeah. all his injuries. He's had his time. It's other people's turn to get head injuries and fall down a lot. Uh, so, I don't know how we got on skateboarding, but all, all I know is that if Tony Hawk does ever appear in escape in a Ghostbusters movie, they need to make a skateboard trap. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. I'm on it. There you go. I'm on it. Is your next prop after robes. <laughs> yeah. Now you have to Maybe make a skateboarding trap. <laughs> the uh. robes go with it. That's amazing. Well, like, so I'm imagining that you have to ride the skateboard while the trap is mounted to it. Like it's sort of front mounted. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a less, it's a less convenient version of the RTV, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but maybe, but it's, it has a very specialized use. It's for chasing down a skating ghost, right? The only way to chase down a skating ghost is you gotta, you gotta beat him at his own game, I guess. Got it. Got it. That tracks. It's kind of like, and maybe, Fighting the jogger wear the robe just because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like this and, idea. Yeah, and the robe is the robe is just because, you know, maybe it's cold out. Yeah. I mean, or look, chilly. if you if I saw a ghost skateboarding in a robe, I would I would say, <laughs> look, that's uh that's some skill right there. You know, um, now I really now yeah. I keep talking about this. I really do want there to be a skateboarding ghost. So. Um, anybody out there from ghost Corps is listening to this podcast, which I don't believe is true whatsoever. <laughs> you don't need to pay us for this idea. You can just have it. <laughs> <Like that's laughs> oh, we want to be extra. We want to be extras in the crowd. That's watching the skateboarding ghost. That's right. I want to be watching the skateboarding ghost do like ollies and seven twenties and 
um, I don't know, flip trip, flip manuals or something. I'm just saying things I read in the game once. Uh, but I will tell you what, if you're going to give your money to anything, whether it's skateboards or what, one thing you should definitely give your money to is phantasm toys. How's <laughs> that for a segue? Great. That's a good segue. <laughs> you skated right into that one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It just d- dropped in like a half pipe. Um, if you did, there we go. If you did not get a slime ball figure from uh, Phantasm Toys, the amazing Slimer figure that even Steve Johnson, who uh, you know designed Slimer, says is the best Slimer toy that anyone's ever made. Um, which I'm not making that up. You can totally go read it. He wrote it. Uh, <laughs> then you should totally get a slime ball figure from Phantasm Toys because their second run of those figures are now available for pre-order. They come in two different sizes, uh, one that goes really great with your uh, five and a half or six inch figures, one that goes great with bigger figures, and I own both, and they're both amazing. So uh, I say that not just because I'm a biased person who's friends with the people who made them, but because they're amazing. Like I mean, I, I'm a very, I'm an action figure snob, and I'm very happy to own those, so. Uh, I fully endorse them. Go buy them now. Phantasmtoys.com. Um, I don't know if you have a reaction to that. <laughs> like, here's a commercial. Yeah, go do no, it. No, you do something. <laughs> what Jim said. Isn't it great to come on and be the co-host of the show for the week? I'm like, I say things. Now you react. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a lot what we do on Black Firehouse. Like, Dan kind of leads the way, and I just kind of go, yeah, uh-huh. And then... When it gets to something that like, oh, I, I can talk about this. I, I ramble on like an idiot for 10 minutes. There you go. I do that. Yeah, that's whatever. I'm good at that. Uh, did we mention that you're on the Black Firehouse podcast when we started this? I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> I'll like, be not. I don't know. If we didn't, everybody, um, Austin is one half of the Black Firehouse podcast, which is about uh, Ghostbusters props and prop building. And that's probably a good point for us to kind of pop out of our headlines and uh, do something else which is to talk about Ghostbusters props and prop building. But in particular, maybe I shouldn't call it that. I might offend people. Uh, let's talk about the HasLab Proton Pack. Are you up for it? I'm totally up for it. All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, let's talk about HasLab Proton Packs because, uh, as I said at the top of the show, last week, my conversation with myself... Uh, about Aslab Proton Packs became one about uh, fandom and all kinds of other things. And I sort of said this, that I was feeling a little struggle with finding the joy in the Proton Pack. And over the last week, I've definitely found more of it. But I wanted to talk with you a bunch because I know that you have done a lot of Proton Pack work. So I got to just ask you first, like, what's your what's your initial reaction to a Haslab Proton Pack coming out of the box? What do you feel about it? Well, first of all, I don't have one. So maybe that's why I'm able to enjoy it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, that's a, but this is the glowing endorsement of product. I enjoy it most because I didn't buy one. Um, but I, I enjoy it from a distance. It doesn't have to be yours. I mean, like seeing seeing one, the unboxing experience, um, seeing other people you know get them. Like, what's your reaction as a person who builds proton packs, and um, you know, like has a lot of familiarity with what's involved. Um, I think it's awesome. I mean, I I think I said this when Dan and I were live on Facebook like last week, you know, 15, 20 years ago, we'd have killed for something like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, it's for being a toy. 
it's it's an incredible uh base to start with if you want to modify it and try and you know accurize it a little more swap out parts things like that but just out of the box it's it's cool i mean it's awesome it's it's it 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 looks great on its own um there are a couple of things that i you know i'm sure just monetary issues but like you know they could have painted some of the the brass clippered mm-hmm. fittings they could have painted the other hose blue out of the power cell injectors, but yeah. I mean, very small, very small nitpicks. Um, for the most part, straight out of the box, it's awesome. I think it it looks really great for what it is. Um, the fact that it's, you know, fully, for the most part, fully functioning lights and sounds. Uh, for five hundred bucks, I mean, it's ridiculous. And then you know, you get the the mini puffs and uh the journal you know those are really cool extras that um like the journal especially i know it's only a few pages long but i really love that kind of like peripheral yeah deep dive uh stuff like that see i have i will admit that I'm, and we're going to talk about things that i like this week but i will say that the journal i have like uh-huh. a little bit of a um i'm a little torn on about how i feel about it because um i think it's interesting and then it adds some like narrative components and yeah that's very cool but i also feel that aesthetically it feels a little bit like phoebe made a journal of her grandpa's journal (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean no i totally get that it suffers from every kind of you know licensed yeah uh you know uh in universe kind of uh books or whatever mm-hmm. they they tend to have really interesting like you said you know narrative editions and things like that but then they're also very cringy <laughs> yeah like, and that's, you know, like my, that's the way of putting it i was trying not to be like it's a book it's, of cringe <laughs> well i mean you know i think you mentioned in, in the yhs discord about how it's like it makes no sense that egon has pictures of phoebe <laughs> yeah. and trevor and callie from after you know right. like and i and i get it you know they don't care that much it's not that big of a deal right they're not gonna go they're not gonna go to the links to like photoshop some you know uh, unseen photographs of these characters you know um and if they did they would look horrible anyway so you know but it (laughs) i enjoy the little nuggets of fun stuff and i you know it it is what it is no it is and i've i have jokingly jokingly and lovingly referred to it as egon's pamphlet because um, <laughs> it yeah. feels a little bit like a pamphlet in terms of its materials. And it has some mm-hmm. really great like little narrative kernels in it that I actually really enjoy. I like that there's this piece in there. This is spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this thing. And um, but I'm just gonna decide that you're okay with it if you're listening to this podcast. There's this thing in the in the pamphlet, I'm calling it that now. Um that he talks about, you know, he has misgivings about maybe perhaps after all this time, uh, he's realized that not all of the ghosts were malevolent. 
Right. And that yeah. some of them maybe were just like kind and that maybe they're like that gives him some ethical problems and that they ran around busting all ghosts as if all ghosts were equally bad. And I'm like, oh, that's some fun right there. Like that's that is a thing yeah. I want teased into, like in the next Ghostbusters movie of like, well, there's a good witch and there's a bad witch. Right. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, and that, so there's like that part I like about the book. But the last page definitely has a. You know, it's like this breakdown of who his family is. And it's like literally photos out of the movie. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, so did he make this? Did he go make this journal after he left them? Like, he disappeared <laughs> into the sky and he was like, all right, last act. Got to make a journal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, stranger things have happened, I guess. But I have to say, like, I, I it is that that is a fun addition, you know, like to um, and it was a stretch goal. Right. Like it's something they could have totally just not done because they were like, if we get enough people who back it, we'll put this in there. And if we don't, we won't. And in the end, when they did yeah. it, they doubled the number of pages, which to be fair, if they hadn't, I'd definitely be calling it Egon's pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> but is it a trifold or? You no, know, yeah, at that point, it's just like one of those things you pick up at the um, at a hotel <laughs> yeah. in the lobby and like next to all the other attractions you could go to. <laughs> Yeah, bifold or trifold. That's the thing. Yeah, is it only is it two or three panels? Like, no, I think it's three. I think you know, um, <coughs> comedy rule of three says you have to have three panels. That's yeah, <laughs> but that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Then, but, but, yeah, I mean, this entire entire analogy, this entire gimmick makes tons of sense. Um, but yeah, I think that um, I think like I think you're right that there's a lot of fun to sort of unboxing it. And I know that like you didn't get mm-hmm. one, but I know you've seen a lot of people unbox them. That's kind of why I ask because. You know, you've sort of witnessed this. And to me, like, I thought that that experience of unboxing it, that's what I was a little frustrated about last week was like having that a bit like disrupted by you know, QC issues. But like mm-hmm. there is a lot of energy put into that, you know, the sort of like, let's build a fake floor puzzle out of cardboard. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it. And yeah, it only slides one direction and then, okay, it's open. But, you know, right. it, it they wanted to create an experience when you open it. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine who got his um, for like half an hour. And he was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, not not even the pack, just the packaging and the yeah. experience of having to get to it. Like, they make you work for it. Right. You know, and I was like, that's cool. You know, it, it's you know you can tell that a lot of thought and kind of love went into the presentation and, yeah. and the whole thing in general um qc issues aside it it's uh it's definitely i think something that the people responsible for it were pretty passionate about and and, and legitimately wanted to make the best product and the and you know a cool experience for people well i think like part of the thing you said earlier was like um you know 15 years ago we would have committed lots of you know terrible crimes to to have this at the price point we do um yeah and i i wonder what you think about this and this is not to be like you know to start um uh, um you know a a drama because it's not it really isn't as much as i just wonder how you feel about it i think things like this are good because i consider them a democratizing force in the like prop building and innovation um Mm -hmm you know, of things like what's your take on this? Like, I think I, I my impression is that you feel this is a good thing. The more of them is better. Um, but I also know you do more hardcore prop building. So like, you know, what's your take? Like, is this a good thing in terms of 
prop building? Is it negative in terms of like a hardcore prop building? Like what is you, what do you think the implications are, the ripple effects of a HasLab proton pack are as somebody who's been, you know, doing authentic prop building for a long time? Um, I had this conversation with my dad yesterday, actually. <laughs> um, That's funny. We were talking, we were just, we were out hitting up antique stores and stuff, you know, looking for, for prop parts and, and, you know, thingamajigs and, uh, we were driving to this one, like, you know, an hour out of town, outside of town. And you were just talking about the HasLab pack and, and prop building in general. And, you know, to me, I think these things are like, even the spirit pack, I think they're great because everybody's going to start somewhere. Um, and some people start somewhere and they stay there and that's fine. And for a lot of people, it's a gateway drug. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I buy this thing. I may not have the, the experience, but I want to learn. And so they learn on it. They learn how to use Bondo or how to work with 3d printed parts. Right. You know, um, and I, I think it's a fun thing. I think it, it, to me, I love seeing the creativity that comes out of it. The, you know, the solutions that people come with both to fix issues or, or, you know, accurize certain aspects. Um, and I like, you know, I, I've seen so many people that have bought a spirit pack and they had fun modifying it and they, and it gave them the confidence and, um, you know, maybe they learned some skills where they felt, okay, it's time to move on to a full scale, right. You know, replica pack. Um, and I think that's great. And if, and if, and if you're just happy with it straight out of the box, that's fine too. I mean, yeah, every, everybody gets a different experience out of it. And some people, some people want to take things further. Other people don't. Um, but I think it's, it's all fun. And, you know, yeah, the, I, I'm I'm of the mindset the more the merrier. Whether it's you know stock out of the box or you've stripped everything down to the bare shell and started over, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's all fun and I like seeing the different processes that people go through. Yeah, um, it's it's enjoyable to me. I think um, I do just this idea of stripping down to the shell just made me think about um sort of running conversation that's been going on in the YHS Discord, um. About AJ Quick's videos, um, <laughs> where he's been putting out all the all the parts that you could use to modify, which is great by all means. This is like I think it's awesome. Um, and shout out to AJ because yeah. I need to say this like on this podcast. Some of you know that I was a very upset person who did not have a working V hook on my Spengler wand. Uh, but lo and behold, AJ Quick, who is modifying things like a Spengler wand and making videos of it, uh, offered me his old V hook. He was like, I'm not going to use this that thing ever again. Do you want it? And I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so um, AJ saved my uh, my my pack from being modified hilariously with his videos of how you can modify a pack. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> if you haven't seen his videos, like there's all these little parts that you can buy, like the clippered valves and um, like the ion arm that you could take the ones that are used by folks in the prop building community on a regular basis and that are way more accurate. And you know, if you're into that, if you want something that's that accurate, you can add these pieces. And that's to me, what I think is kind of cool is like, I know some people are going to be upset and hearing this. They're like, Hey, you know, you didn't go out and like cast your own shell or whatever. Um, you didn't go out and buy parts from, from, I guess at this point, uh, max and, 
put your own stuff. But like, if you don't have the skill to do that, and I'll be honest with you, I don't, I, I suck at that. This is the kind of stuff that I'm no good at, um, is building. <laughs> like if it doesn't plug into the internet, I can't make it work. And so, um, I, look at this very excitedly. I got mine and I didn't want to modify it when I first opened it, but like now, you know, knowing I have a second one and having now seen people blazing the path a little bit, I know I'll probably will modify at least one of them. But I, I to me, that's what's so exciting about this is that like Hasbro made this thing and we heard them talk about like, Oh, it's going to be easy for you to mod, but like, no, seriously, like it's super easy to design mods for. Like I, I you want to know what I really wish they put in Egon's pamphlet what little secret codes that we didn't have to go figure out about voltage like if they just like <laughs> in the notes like in the margins just written in yeah. like 4.4 volts powers one like just like in tiny little handwriting and just left yeah. it in there and people could have found it in there it would have been like oh you guys fucking hooked us up right like instead we yeah. have amazing and brilliant people in the community who are figuring out like hey how do you generate a keep alive mod uh, you know, because you can read the because we figured out that the proton pack reads the voltage off the wand and the voltage changes in order to change its state and uh, turn on and off, etc. So it's like people are reverse engineering that and figuring it out. But if Hasbro wanted to go one step, if the designers wanted to do one more sneaky thing, they could have just put those things in there as like Egon's handwritten notes, you know. Um, the thing is, is nobody would have figured that out until after oh, people no. figured it out on their own. No, but once we did, go, we would have oh. been like, oh, those guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Easter egg would have become apparent after the reverse engineering. You're probably right about that. Um, but, I, you know, I want to talk about this a little bit, that like the number of different modding potentials that come about, because like, look, I... I own, I think this is funny. You helped me the other night because I sent you pictures of a full size shell that I have in my garage. I've had for several years and I was like, Oh mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a two piece fiberglass shell. And you were like, I've never seen a two piece fiberglass shell. And the minute I saw you see that and I was like, I'm gonna be wrong about some shit now. Um, <laughs> cause if there was a two piece fiberglass shell that existed, you would have known yeah. about it. Um, and I mean, no, not necessarily. There's some weird oddball stuff that <laughs> like has run across my feed that I was, you know, I was totally around for back when it came out, but just yeah. never saw, you know, I didn't know what it was. I mean, I bought it from like an eBay lot. You looked at it and you're like, oh, I think it's like a vacuum formed, you know, two piece gel thing. I was like, cool. I, yeah. I'm, I have that. It has sat in the garage since I got it because I don't know what the hell I'm doing with it. Uh, and I don't know how to fix what's wrong with it. And to be honest, I don't even know if it's worth fixing, but when the spirit pack came out, <laughs> I admittedly was like, I'm going to modify this because I didn't have to know anything. You know, it was like, I didn't have to know how to fix any of those things, but I could get involved. And what I was mm -hmm. thinking about in relationship to this the sort of long way of getting there, I could not have told you anything about like LEDs, how to set them up, like how to put together like and that's not even like uh, just using like sponge faces kits like installing leds applying 12 volt power off a battery like all those things would be things that before i would have been like i don't know what that is now when i watch people try to figure out how to diagnose what's wrong with a battery holder on their proton pack for you know because of a qc issue with the Haslab pack i'm like oh well, why don't mm -hmm. you just take like a you know a battery pack and run a five volt cable out and then like plug that into the five volt input on the board because it's just like my brain looks at the entire thing differently. And I think yeah. that, that, you know, like the spirit pack has a lot of, you know, lineage in doing that for many of us, you know, where it's just like, Oh, we could buy a kit and learn how to install somebody else's kit. 
And that gave us the confidence to be able to say, okay, now I'm a little more savvy on, I don't know, like low voltage electronics. <laughs> yeah. You know? I've heard, yeah. I mean, 100%. Like, like I said, I've seen so many people that they started out, they didn't know how to do anything. But, you know, there's this massive community around modifying a spirit pack. And, you know, I mean, basically anything you want to do to it, somebody sells a part for it or. Uh, somebody will convert it for you. There's there's tutorials yeah. for everything under the sun on YouTube. Um, so pretty much anything you want to do, it's doable, provided you have the space and the tools for whatever specific you know modification you're wanting to do. Um, and he, like even Adam Savage in his uh, his video where he modifies the Hazlab pack, he's like, you know, if the if the spirit groups, the the community, you know, that's that's uh, popped up. After the the spirit packs is any indication like the Haslab packs going to have it, it, in a very similar if not you know more widespread community mm -hmm. built around this thing and yeah I mean it happened like overnight yeah. like I said there was there's all these <clears throat> modifications and and uh, people that had made three you know three D models for all these parts that you could swap out like like within like twenty four hours of the damn thing you know being delivered to their house have you seen Haslab pack mods resource spreadsheet yes like i want to talk about this for a second because it's like insane <laughs> like um for for folks who are listening if you don't know this exists uh there is a Haslab proton pack modders group on facebook there's also been a lot of threads on gb fans like there's a whole bunch of different places where different conversations are happening about mods and one of the places that those things are being aggregated into is a Google Docs spreadsheet that's being uh, generated by, I believe, the person who owns this. And if I'm wrong, is I'm sorry, Devin Smith. Um, that's who it says it's owned by in least Google Sheets. So yeah. um, and what it is, is like this crazy spreadsheet that is just a resource guide that has like this. <laughs> I mean. How many rows are in this? I'm looking at this now. There's 76 rows so far. <laughs> okay. Um, out of them, like what's in here is stuff that's parts. Like, so if you want to find like a screen used, like a screen used reproduction or like an authentic screen used part that you want to be able to put on the pack, there's links for all of those things. So if you like are, where can I get a Dale RH 50 resistor or where do I get hose clamps or where do I get dry transfer proton pack sticker sets? Like there's literal links to all of these things within the street, within the sheet. But then the more one that's more exciting to me is like, there's all like these lists of different mods that have been achieved so far. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, some of them are things like Adam Savage's weathering spray. And then it tells you <laughs> yeah. like that what it's called the streaks and tips, punky colors, true black used by yeah. Adam Savage in his one day build video streaks and tips was bought by punky color and rebranded. And there's a link directly to Amazon and another one to Sally beauty to buy it. Right. So like if you don't use the Haslab pack modders group on Facebook for anything else, um, cause I know I talked a lot about Facebook last week. Um, <laughs> but, but then go there and type in spreadsheet in the search box yeah. and get the spreadsheet and then 
once you open it in Google Sheets, it'll literally be in your Google Sheets to be able to open and close whenever you want to. Um, it is a read-only document currently, but I do believe that there's going to be a process for submitting other stuff to it. But like, there's three tabs across the bottom. One of them is just a diagram of like uh-huh. the proton pack with every single one of its parts. And then a link that you can click on that takes you to a reference about that thing. One of them is just like data. And so there's so much freaking things. Here. And then what's the best part is like, this is just an aggregation. Like that's, mm-hmm. this isn't even like, this is just somebody was like, Hey, how do you put all the information that's being put into random threads and GB fans into one place? that's easy to find. And so to Devin, whoever you are, you're awesome, dude. Thank you for making this. Um, cause it's a super helpful document. Yeah. I mean, I saw that and I didn't admittedly, I didn't like open the actual document. I, I think there was a preview of the, uh, a, a thumbnail of the, the pages. And stuff. Yeah. And, I, and, and just glancing at that, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I love that people are here doing this stuff. It's uh, nuts. It's like one of my, well, it's what's funny is like, there's also a moder, um a mod impact rating. So it's like, if you only want to do things that are going to cause no damage, you can sort the yeah. sheet by yeah. damage level and be like, I only want to do cosmetic mods that won't damage my pack at all. And in contrast, if you're a person who wants to tear the whole thing down, it's like, you can rate these things by damage level before you do. It's kind of cool. You know, it's almost like playing fallout or something. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, you know, when you're having to craft weapons or something. Yeah. It's, it's weird, <laughs> but it's awesome. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, there's all these different, yeah, like levels of mods that people are, you know, some people don't want to alter the pack whatsoever that, that you know, uh, alterations that can't be reversed. Right. To bring it back to like, you know, factory um, straight out of the box. Cause they don't want to, they don't want to hurt the potential resale value or whatever. Right. Um, and, and there was like, there was some dude that just modeled and printed little socket head caps. Yep. Socket head screw caps that just press fit into the, mm-hmm. the holes in the clipper valve. So instead of having countersunk Phillips heads, you've got little socket cap head screws on that there. look more and, accurate. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, that's, that's so fucking cool. And like, that's, what's <laughs> you know? crazy to me is like, this is for to my from my perspective like spirit pack modding like we started out with like hey what could you do with it? you could repaint it, you could do these things but like 3d printing has mm-hmm. come like so far just in yeah. like i mean the last six seven years in terms of like accessibility ease of use like uh, and the number of people who've just become good and like competent at sculpting and stuff like in cad programs that like yeah, somebody can just be like, yeah, I'm going to take these existing screws and scan them and then just make this thing and then I'll print them out and I can sell them to people. Right? Like, Or I can just release the plants so other people can print them. And it's just yeah. I, like that to me is what's so cool is like, um, I think that there's a lot, you know, you could a- absolutely take this thing out of the box, love it, enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy one of my, you know, mine probably without modifying it for a while because it's like, I want to, you know, but like I... I think it's so cool that this is the kind of project that, you know, we joked at the beginning of this podcast that it's a slow news week because there's nothing else going on, but there's a lot going on. There's a shitload going on in the community this week. It's just all about this one thing, you know, um, there's somebody I wanted to talk about for a minute. Have you seen the videos that, um, I'm going to get this person's name wrong. So if you're listening out there, I'm sorry. I believe his name is Michael Rajote has put out with like edits like the Arduino videos 
No, I have not. So this is crazy. This is an entire thread on GB fans, which is included in that spreadsheet. The thread on GB fans is called HasLab Pack Battery Slash Speaker Slash Keep Alive Slash Cyclotron Light Mods. And the author is GP Star, which I've if you get there are YouTube videos that will take you to this person, Michael's YouTube channel, demonstrating all of his mods. But this is a guy who by the 28th <laughs> of, of December, like keeping in mind these HasLab packs, we were first seeing them in the first week of January. So he's got his like the last week of December in his hands. Right. And he was already planning on replacing microcontrollers in the pack and the want. Okay. <laughs> But before yeah. he before he got there, he figured out that he could read the voltages off of the pack to do a keep alive keep alive mod using um, an Adafruit Metro Mini, right? And so like mm-hmm. he's basically using Arduino to intercept like and figure out when voltage is changing between the wand and the and the pack to keep the pack awake so that that way like it doesn't shut down after its third th- whatever it is like. 300 seconds timeout or whatever it is. I can't remember how long it is, but he's able to achieve the keep alive. Right. But then he went like even further by figuring out that the LEDs are all addressable. So he used another controller to talk to the LEDs in the pack. And he made a switch that he put up in the extra, like um, the, the storage compartment that's behind the iron arm section. Right. Like, um, he put a switch in there that would reverse the direction of the cyclotron flow. So like the lights, so they would be in Venkman mode and go counterclockwise and also edited 1984 mode to only use one led in the center, as opposed to all three to look more accurate. <laughs> right? Like That's amazing. It gets better. <laughs> right? Like then he decides I want to add speakers to the pack. So he gets two pioneer car speakers and wedges them in there. I mean, this guy's thread, you have to look at this thread if you want to join these mods, because the entire thread has wiring diagrams that he made, right? Like every single thing that he, every photo he took is labeled. It's insane. The level of detail here. And it involves like using two Arduino based, like or eight of fruit, devices to intercept and do the work uh to talk to the pack essentially it's like i can't imagine this will not become like a commercial product that we can buy like that someone will be like cool i made my addressable controller for the leds to do what you want with them you know like so um but it's nuts like the level of detail that you can do here and achieve and here's my favorite part he originally put that switch up behind the ion arm but you Mm. you you built proton pack where would you put that switch? Under the crank generator. Because that's where there's already what? A switch. A switch. And of course, Hasbro yeah. gave us a dummy switch, so he put it in the switch. <laughs> right? nice. like, and so you can go watch the video um, that he has of his second switch mod where the switch that changes the cyclotron direction in his pack is the switch underneath the crank generator that the he it, it literally is seamless the pack is running and it's rotating in clockwise mode he flips the switch and it changes directions like which is nuts. great because the first thing that i noticed about the haslab lights uh was the fact that the the cyclotron lights are actually going in the wrong direction for the afterlife pack right they're supposed to go counterclockwise right and uh i assumed that because I don't know anything about electronics, I assumed it was, well, the 84 lights have to go clockwise 
and it's probably too much work or they don't want to pay somebody to figure out how to change the direction the LED spins between the two modes so they're just going to make them both go clockwise. Right. But, you know, like the fact that somebody can go in there and just figure all that shit out Mm -hmm. and put all the information out there for people that want to do it themselves or like you said, inevitably somebody's going to sell a kit. Right. Like, it's incredible. The, The ingenuity and the like I said, the creativity that comes out of the stuff and, and how fast it comes out now. It's wild. I mean, it really like it's really crazy. Like when you go back and look at this post and he's like, it's like the, the, literally by the time he gets to the beginning of the new year, he has figured out like and that maybe maybe I have that wrong. Maybe this is an edited post because maybe these were not actually in his hands yet. And I shouldn't say that. And I'm going to sound stupid. People are like you don't understand how forums work, dummy. You don't spend enough time on GB <laughs> fans. Uh, but uh, realistically, if even if you think about it happening within the first like week of ownership, it's like the pack it's is completely still impressive. It's, nuts. it's completely it's crazy impressive. Right. And to me, I think that that like opens up like sharing that information opens up so much knowledge to the community to be able to do stuff. We're like, you know, we have a mutual friend whose pack showed up with a bad battery holder. Right. And mm-hmm. um, they posted a video of how they had soldered a USB battery to the contacts on the other Mm -hmm. side of the battery holder. Right. And I was like, Hey, you know, you could just do this. I was like, you could just go and plug the, like just take the plug out that exists now in your board. Right. Like, and plug in a new board, like a a new plug with a DC pigtail, like that's going to run out. And then you could swap that DC pigtail to your USB battery, or you could use a wall warp when you're like, when it's at home and you don't want to like deal with batteries at all, you could just plug it into the freaking wall. Right. Like, and that to me is, I mean, that's a silly thing to think about, but it's like every one of us has how many stupid five volt phone charger plugs Mm -hmm. (laughs) sitting around that it's like, oh, wait, if I can change out, like I could add a, just a DC pigtail to the connector on the main board for the power. And then I could change what my power supply was for the pack, dependent upon my context is like, that's crazy. Like, and it's so easy to achieve. And so I want to say this too, like. I know that some of those designers of this damn thing, they talked about this, like we're trying to make this easy for you to mod. And I feel like everything on the board is easily labeled. Everything is easy to access. What I want to figure out is, do you know there's two speaker ports on the board? No. Yeah. There's SPK zero and SPK one. And SPK zero is currently the only one actually used by the pack. I'm pretty sure I, I think I read this and I could be wrong. Somebody can certainly write in and correct me if I'm incorrect. I'm pretty sure that you can connect into SPK SPK one as opposed to SPK zero because only zero is used and mm-hmm. you can get sound output from it. So it's like they left, they left you a sound jack on the board. <laughs> yeah. Like just, you, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, uh, it, cool. That or, or it was supposed to have two speakers and now there's only one. Maybe like potentially. Yeah. You know, it but, was cheaper or whatever, but it's like weird. Like the board itself even has like, you know, a connector yeah. on it for upgradability um, that maybe they designed it with two and maybe they were like, maybe we won't get the budget for two, but fuck it. Let's put the connector on there for two and they can figure it out later. Um, yeah. You know, because they know somebody will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about who the, the team that was working on this and sort of the level of commitment they had, and I'll say this, like, um, you know, I don't know Bill Raleigh, the dude who was like the lead of this project when it first started, who was the pr- principal mm-hmm. designer who we saw a lot, but like 
his previous projects, like one of them was the the cookie monster, like the authentic cookie monster <laughs> puppet that didn't get funded. Right. Yeah. And there was so much love put in that project. You could tell like that dude was really sad when his project didn't get, didn't get made. <laughs> like when you watch those yeah. videos and I felt like there was a similar level of just like passion for doing this pack, you know, that you could see it in the communication that he was offering up. And I don't really think he was the spokesperson on the project anymore by the end of it. Uh, there was some other folks like Pam was still around, but I didn't remember seeing Bill <laughs> at the last video, you know, yeah. but, um, but I, it's really clear that like the people who put this thing together, they thought about what, how it could be used, you know, um, so oh, much. I, of it I mean, easy to change even just the, the forethought to, to include mounting hardware for an Alice frame. Yeah. Cause they, you know, they know they're not going to be able to include one. It's going to be too expensive. But they know that people are going to want to put an Alice frame on it. Well, and beyond the expensive thing, there was also the issue of like they had an ethical concern about supplying um, military equipment in a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like we're a toy company. We don't want to give people actual military hardware. <laughs> like That seems awkward for us as a PR move. Yeah. So it's like, but so what do you do about it? OK, well, we tell you that we tell you up front, like we're not going to be able to give you this. But here we made you all the stuff you need to be able to connect to what we know you're going to use. You know, so it's really it's a great product as much as I was frustrated last week about quality control issues. And I think I said this last week, too, like the designers deserved an attaboy on this. Um, I, I have to say, like watching the community, uh, the, the side of the community that isn't angry, that's the way to put yeah. it, you know, the side of the community that wants to be creative and do things. Um, that part of the community really came out in full force in last week. And to, to Michael, whoever you are. Um, this, this post, I'm like, I'm scrolling down as I'm talking to you now. And it's like, he took apart the whole damn pack and photographed every piece, like dissected, labeled, like every screw. It's like, it, it's just so, it's so nice to see information, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I told you this, like my parallel for this is, um, I bought this stupid virtual pinball machine, like during, uh, December. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. on clearance from Sam's club for like 400 bucks. And it's usually $800. And then I, uh, there's somebody found it in the store for two thirty nine on a forum. So they were like, Hey, use the photo and get a price match. So I did. Um, so I paid like two two fifty or whatever for like a $800 virtual pinball machine. And I was like, this is great. And to me, it's like the spirit pack of virtual pinball machines. Like you buy this thing and then there's mods for it. There's groups and all this stuff. And I said last week that like going into the forums for those groups was so awesome because everybody was so willing to share information and seeing this a week later, you know, sort of coming out of um, the fan community really um, made me feel a lot better. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, I just I don't know. No, I mean, I no, I totally get it. And, you know. Just in general, like. Anytime there's a product like a a retail product that's released and then you get these like people that they they're like dedicated to improving it like mm -hmm. right off the bat. Um and they put out all the information, you know, it's just out there for people for anybody that wants to do it, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah you get the people that are out there trying trying to make a buck um off of selling parts or whatever, but I mean for the most part, everything that you need to know is out there. Um, most like, you know, in terms of like the proton pack stuff, the, the 3d printed parts, the additions, 
there's a free version of those files for everything you need right. somewhere. You know, somebody's put out a free version. Some people sell the parts for the people that don't have a printer, can't print it themselves, you know. Yep. Um, some people do, you know, slightly higher quality uh, resin casts that have already been cleaned up. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to clean up 3D print lines yourself and all that stuff. Um, and it's just a, in the, the sheer amount of options you have from different vendors and, and different, you know, even electronics kits. I think there's two or three people that make the, you know, the upgrade kits for the spirit pack. And I'm sure there'll be half a dozen, you know, upgrade elect, electronic upgrade kits for this Haslab pack within six months to a year, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I, I genuinely enjoy seeing all the new innovations and, and, you know, the, uh, the different methods people come up with for upgrading these things. And, you know, like <laughs> I, I talked uh, earlier about somebody, or maybe I didn't mention, I don't remember already, but uh, somebody had come up with a ion arm end cap replacement, mm-hmm. uh, th- a 3d print file, because for whatever reason, they didn't include screw heads right. on the ion arm end cap. I mean, I think they're on the prototype. I don't know why they weren't even just molded in to the plastic. Um, but you know, people have come up with, uh, I think two or three people came up with some 3d printed, uh, replacement pieces, but then also some people, I don't know who the fuck did this. <laughs> I, I didn't catch who the originator was, but somebody already has a fucking sticker sheet <laughs> that has socket head cap screw <laughs> stickers that you can just stick on the ion arm. It's got, it's got stickers to cover all the screw holes. Yeah. Uh, I like all these like, and and I'm like, it's very simple, but it's effective. And I mean, it was out in like a week. Yeah, printed, you know, manufactured, ready to be purchased. It's crazy. Like it, it was. It's. I mean, it's so cool, and it's got all the like this extra shit, you know, like bits of caution stripe and and other stuff that you can stick in places that you know if you want to customize it further. Yeah. No, I I think that that's the stuff that um. You know, I, I think that's the stuff that makes this an exciting, um, an exciting, you know, th- an exciting thing that in a community sense, like this is a weird, like a, a yeah. weird way to put it. Right. But it's like, have I talked a shitload about the, uh, Hasbro RC trap? Yeah, totally. Right. Like, mm-hmm. does anybody actually really care? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like some of us, a small number of us who are deep collectors of a thing. Yes. But like. For the vast majority of people, if they never lay their hands on like a Hasbro RC trap, like it's not going to be a a thing that is a game changer for them in terms of like their fandom. But like this pack, I think for a lot of people was like, I kind of joked about it to a point where it was like, how many photos do we actually need of people getting their proton pack? But there was like this moment for every person who did that, where it was like, I finally have a thing I want. Right. Like I finally yeah. have achieved a thing that I wanted. And for them, it's not like I needed to build it. They just wanted a proton pack. They would have may have maybe would have mm-hmm. just paid somebody else to build it for them because they didn't have the skill. Um, and they finally have the thing they want, you know? So, um, yeah. you know, whether that's the thing that all people want, is a different question, <laughs> but you know, it's for them. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And you know, there's going to be those people out there that they're going to modify it. And they're going to spend as much, if not more money modifying it than they yeah. would have spent just buying a replica, having somebody, com- you know, commission a replica. Yep. But if they're having fun in the process, 
you know, like more power. to. Well, it's like I have my spirit pack, right? I've had this dilemma already. Mm -hmm. There's not enough room in this office for two proton packs. There's just not like uh, my Mm -hmm. office is small and there's not enough room in here for me to put both these things on display at once. So what do I do? Um, And so someone said to me, well, I guess you can get rid of your spirit pack now. And I was like, no, (laughs) why? And I was like, I made that. Like you didn't make a spirit pack. I made, I said, I painted it. I, I put my ribbon cable on it. I took it apart and ran all the wires in it. I figured out how to do X, Y, and Z. I found a Bluetooth adapter that fit inside of it and set up with a battery and found the pair and spirit paired it with a speaker. And, and that's the point where I realized I'm like, I I didn't build the proton pack, but do I have a lot of emotional connection to that? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like I'm not getting rid of my spirit pack. It's still the proton pack that arguably I've done more to build than I have my HasLab. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. And like, you know, for. For even like people like me that have been building these things for years and like, you know, when we didn't have spirit packs or, right. or HasLab packs, you know, it was you had to buy a shell that somebody else made or you had to try and scratch build one or whatever. You know, I don't have my very first pack anymore um, as a whole. I have parts of it because, you know, you don't think about, you know, preserving something like that until much later, like for sentimental reasons. Like I built that first pack and it wasn't great, but I did it. And then when I moved on to doing the next one, I started robbing parts off Mm -hmm. of that one because it's like, well, I don't I'm not going to go buy another crank knob. I have one on this one, you know. And then, you know, years later, I I go, well, I'm really glad that I saved these little parts that still exist of it because it's it's nice to kind of look back and see where you came from and where where you are now. And I think, you know, like, you you know, for you, that's that's your spirit path. Like you you put that time and that effort into modifying it and you you learned a lot of stuff working on that thing. And, you know. I mean, hell, the HasLab pack maybe end up being like that for some people. Yep. It's their first pack. They gain that confidence to, through modif- you know, modification of the HasLab, they gain the confidence to to maybe try and put together a, you know, a replica, you know, fiberglass shell, resin parts, all that stuff. Yeah. And they may, you know, they may never want to get rid of that HasLab pack because of the you know, sentimental and emotional attachment to it because it's their first pack. And that's, I think that's like, you know, that to me is the part of like wanting to just be like, Hey, let's just all be okay with everybody's proton packs. (laughs) Is that Mm -hmm. like for some people it's like, this is my only pack or it's my first pack. And it's always going to have like an emotional, like that's stupid to think about this, but like how many people do you and I both know who have spent money in their lives to source in their adult life, a blue proton pack, like a Kenner one. Cause they needed to have mm-hmm. the one they had when they were a kid, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, God, years ago, years and years ago, people were taking, they were buying those and they were accurizing yeah. them to look more like the movie yep. packs. They were painting them black. They were putting ribbon cables on them and they wore them out to conventions and nobody said shit about right. it because it was just something. It was an option at the time that you know this is what people could afford to do, or this is you know this is the only skill set they have is modifying this thing, and so that's what they did. Nobody cared, and you know this whole weird 
dude, there's absolutely people out there that are like elitist douchebag assholes that like, you know, you bought yours, I built mine, mine's better than yours, whatever. Yeah. Those people are such a small, small right. fraction of the overall community. People like me, like Dan, yes, we are so focused on hyper accuracy and trying to make it as close as humanly possible because that's just what we like right. to do. We we do it for us. We're not out there to do it to impress anybody else. It's just what we enjoy. It's the process that we enjoy. And I think, you know, I, I'm still seeing, you know, comments in the HasLab groups and stuff about like, oh, all these, you know, these elitist assholes, they're, they're mad because, you know, we spent a fraction of what they spent building their packs and <laughs> ours are just as good. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, are you, are you happy with your pack? Then great. Yep. You know, yeah, there's always going to be some dighead that's going to come in and just try and stir up drama and say that your pack is bullshit because you bought it and you didn't build it. Like, who cares? It's I mean, there will always be people like <laughs> even if it was a forum just of builders, there would be people who came along and were like, hey, you did your shit wrong, you know, and it's like and that's, oh, oh you know, God. Yeah. So it's just like and that's I, I don't know, like, I think that that was kind of a there's a catharsis coming out of the last week because for me like i said that going into the last uh first you know my first experience with my pack was like a bummer um but again not really even, i have to say this not with my pack like with my wand um because my wand's yeah. what the problem was not the pack yeah um but uh you know it was kind of a bummer and like watching people be shitty about things was a bummer right but um mm -hmm. seeing a lot of the People, a lot of people opened up their stuff and be happy about it. And then seeing people start to share info, I think is where you really start to see where our fandom has its best, you know, like its best qualities. And I think that, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I, if I were, if I had to, to do it all again, you know, sort of has lab pack it all again, I would, I would want to figure out like, how do you, if our Hasbro, you know, how do you, how do you lean into that and figure out how to create that sort of like pro social information sharing sense, um, early? Uh, with you with yeah. a group of people as opposed to giving the opportunity to be sad commenting your way through life, um, <laughs> you know, which to, I, to an extent I am guilty as charged as well. So, um, every everybody is for something at some point. Yeah, but you know. you know, I think that that was th for me. I think that watching the fandom kind of react to the Hazlab pack was such a weird thing because it's like we started January with a lot of very reactionary, like ah where's my stuff? I'm very stressed out. And it's like, everybody got their stuff and they're like, okay, now I'm okay. I'm like, all right, but are you really happy? <laughs> like, or are you just done yeah. freaking out now? And I have to say for <laughs> me, like a week later, I'm a much happier camper. Cause you know, I, my problem has been solved by a community member who helped me out. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's better info coming that's helpful to everybody. So I don't know. I'm still like, I'm talking in a circle a little bit, but, um, what, if it what's from your standpoint, like if you had one of these, what would you definitely modify to get closer to screen accurate? Like if what would what would you consider as a person who like has built proton packs and tried to get as accurate as possible? What would you prioritize as the thing that you would think would be like the best thing to modify? Well, first of all, the reason I didn't order one is because I knew that if I did, I would I would be unable to help myself in completely <laughs> stripping it down to a shell and starting over. Um, 
it, it it's just my my OCD autism brain that's just like this is I've got to fix this, you know, like <laughs> and and that's just me personally. Like if if people don't want to put in that effort, that's fine. Like uh but I think for, you know, for me personally like bare minimum I would abs- obviously you got to put a, you got to put an Alice frame yeah. on it. Um I don't even think about that as a mod. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. just completing the product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I would definitely put a new ribbon cable on it yeah. if you can get one. Um and to be honest with you though, I mean the one that's on it is not bad. No. Uh it's a very good representation considering that they're not going to spend the money to manufacture an act. I will say this about it. Yeah, ribbon. Cable. It has too much stuff on it. It's it's like too dirty. Oh. Right? Yeah. But but I mean, that's so easy. Oh, that's what's crazy is it's easier than I even thought it would be. Um, the, like oh, there's yeah. people who are like taking the uh, the wash off of it with like magic eraser, <laughs> you know, oh, or like yeah, yeah. isopropyl I mean, alcohol or like, you know, nail polish remover or something. Because it's just like it's not something it's it's like just some sort of wash, you know, paints it on it after the fact. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean. But the thing is, it, I know that it it functions with the pack and in, in some way, right? Like it's got, like you can disconnect it. It, it well, stops it's the not, cyclotron. It's not really right? the ribbon cable that does it. It's there's a button on the pack itself that, um, so basically the way it works is there's a button on the pack itself that when that button is depressed, uh, the pack senses okay. that the ribbon cable is attached. And then there's two little latches on the pack itself. And then the two screws for the ribbon cable holder are fake, but they are little like yeah. spring loaded latches that you can like, pull you squeeze them and then pull the ribbon cable holder off the pack so when you do that it causes that little spring-loaded button to um pop out and when it does like the pack Mm -hmm. starts going because it's like oh you took the ribbon cable off so the challenge is that if you want to be able to continue to use that function you need to be able to either a preserve like the ribbon cable holder so that that way you still have Mm -hmm. something that latches in there or b you need to put something else there that will be strong enough and heavy enough to depress that switch, but that you could also remove. If that makes sense, right? And if it were me, I'll be honest. I mean, I would be like te- neodymium magnets, and steel. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, for me, like, and I think a lot of times this is where people get confused with, like, oh, you're an elitist. It's like, no, I just, I, the way that I build and the way that i want to do things is like the way they did it right you know for the ones in the movie so to me the proper way to replace the ribbon cable is you have to have two little pieces of aluminum that it's sandwiched between right. and you run a couple of allen bolts through it i mean there's obviously other alternatives but like that's just how i know it's done and that's how i'm going to do it um so that's how i would modify it you know i would i would buy or make an aluminum, you know, ribbon cable clamp right. and actually drill a couple holes and put it in there. You can still technically, if you get your little Allen wrench, you could take it back off and that button would sure. pop back out. So it would still function, I guess. Um, it's just a bigger pain. It would not be as easy for you to be like, watch me pull the ribbon cable off. Right. Like that's, yeah, you would reduce exactly. its toyetic, uh, you know, sort of, if that's the way to, if that's a word to use in that context, right? Like the sort of toyetic nature of the yeah. pack would be reduced because you would need a tool mm-hmm. set to do what you wanted to do. Right. But like, yeah, that's why like my 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 uh the, the other way you could do it though is you could totally use hand screws if you wanted to, right? Like it's just there's ways to oh, do yeah. it. Um it's not yeah. like that needs to be a completely strong isn't it like, you know, 
screwed down so super tight as the only way to hold the ribbon cable if you were to, you know, seal the two things together. But, you know, I get what you're saying. You're you're what you're more doing is replicating a prop, right? Like from Mm -hmm. its original, like in the same way it was designed. Right. And so it's like, like, I wondered if you were would be a person who like I don't like that. The challenge, I think, for some people will be the Nutrik connector. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. Because like for those who don't know about this, the Nutrik connector is the connector that's actually used in the movie that connects like the host to the pack. Right. But like mm-hmm. it is a discontinued. I don't, I don't even know what it is. Like, I just know it's some sort of connector. Do you like what kind of connector it's, is it? It's it's just an electrical connector. It's like uh, Tim used a lot. Uh, for big, you know, heavy duty electrical cables. Gotcha. They're just they're just a quick, a quick disconnect where you can. um. I've seen a lot of people, they, they're, they use them in uh, like concert venues and stuff. Okay. You know, they're on all these cables, you know, they've got to disconnect. They've got to run it somewhere else. They've got, you know, all these, uh, the, the female plugs, um, you know, all over the place. Gotcha. So you can just, you can, you can disconnect it from here and run over and plug it in, at the, you know, in this other spot. Um, and then they make a version where they, you can connect two of them together and extend them. Uh, and, they, st- I mean, they still make the part. It's just the specific one that they used in Afterlife because naturally, somehow they always managed to use the hardest to find version. What, like a fifty-nine millimeter? It- That's easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's just some weird transitional version between the original version that came out yeah. and the new design. Gotcha. And so the only difference between an accurate one from Afterlife and the current model that's sold is the little button that disconnects it. It's a it's a yellow button on the one in Afterlife that has very small, tiny, fine ridges. And on the new one, it's silver with really big, chunky <laughs> ridges. <laughs> and, you know, unless you're like a super accuracy nut, it, it's you're never not gonna that notice, big a deal. Right. The, whole, the whole goddamn thing's got to be repainted anyway, so you might as well just repaint the, the thing yellow. Right. And really only one little part of it is yellow. But, you know, if you're a stickler for accuracy, you know, you want that right button. But there's a lot of people that have 3D rendered it uh, for 3D prints and things like that. So that's always an option. Um, but to me, kind of the appeal of the whole thing is retaining the functionality of a, a legitimate quick connect. Yeah. And I, I, that's the one thing I haven't seen really anybody modify yet is incorporating a real right disconnect and that's into that i haven't either like i had to be fair and like that's part of, part of why i said it because but someone yeah. to be fair it's there is a in the spreadsheet in the modding resource guide like the nutrient connector is in there and well and i saw a post earlier today i don't remember which group it was in where somebody i was gonna start researching on how to incorporate it yeah. and how to how to disassemble that battery thing that goes into the HasLab, uh, that's a connector to the HasLab hose, and and actually be able to utilize the Quick Connect. So I'm I'm really you know excited to see who figures it yeah. out first, and you know how well it's going. to Well, work. I don't, and this is a weird thing, but like I I don't know if anybody else realizes this, and maybe people do, but um, when it comes to making modifications that would happen at the wand side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know this until like two days ago. There are differences in the model of the wands. And I don't just mean the tip or the V hook. Um, I did not know this. The original wands 
have like a screw off cap in the handle for the batteries. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And then when they shipped, they originally shipped with a screw on hose connector. So that, that way you could just like yeah. screw on an inert hose, right? It didn't do anything electronically. It was just like, Hey, you want to take a piece of split loom and connect it. Here's the thing to connect it to. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that the new ones have a different end of their handle and a different cap. And that different cap also at like the end of the handle actually has a new inset screw hole in it. That's like a different, like the end of the wand is actually different shaped because there's this space that's been added in for an inset screw underneath that secures the cap to the wand. Right. So my worry about making any changes or any modifications that happen on the wand side of things, like in terms of like adding a quick connect and stuff is that like, they may only work with one wand and not the other. Right. Because the ends of the wands are actually, the handles are actually different. Um, but oh, so, somebody will figure, somebody it out. will somebody figure it out, will but like create an adapter for between both. Right. You know? But like, I, I would never have imagined this because Hasbro has made no mention of it whatsoever. And anything like everything they have said is like, it's the same wand, except it's got an orange tip. But no, they actually have different handles. <laughs> like the, the the cap is different, and the handle design itself has is different because it has this inset screw hole that is molded into the handle that does not exist on the original. Yeah. So um, it's kind of weird, but also true. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. And it and it makes you wonder: is was it a running change in preparation for? the Haslab pack or is it I don't know yeah was it a change was it a change that would have happened regardless of if you yeah know? I it's, it's an interesting thing to, but I mean I have a feeling that like my I was joking about this last night that that extra $25 that everybody spent um you know on the new ones because the original ones were like $99.95 the, then the new ones came out and it was $124.95 and it was like what's the $25 market for and it's like inflation orange, inset screw holes orange paint ain't cheap. orange paint Inset screw holes. <laughs> like this. Yeah. You know, redesign of the handle. Um, and I know, but what's funny is that like when you think about the pack itself, the battery connector it makes no use of that inset screw hole. <laughs> like it has no yeah. it, it has to work with both wands, so it doesn't even use that. So it's a very weird change they made. Like that when you say is it a running change or what? Like it's really yeah. strange because it's not something that changes with the pack or the packs functionality or usage, et cetera. So um, my only rationale for why they might've done it was that maybe they needed to do it in order to um, comply with safety guidelines because they moved from being a, um, a role play or rather a display toy to a role play toy. And so that meant that now like, Oh, that battery door could be potentially taken off and swallowed by a child. So it needs to be screwed on, you know, but yeah, maybe before it was a prop you would keep for adults. So, but now it's something that, you know, could potentially somebody could chew on. I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It it would be interesting to to see if you could get a hold of anybody at Hasbro that actually had an answer. I would that. love to sit down with somebody at Hasbro and talk to them about so many things that I think we'll never get the answers to because um there's so many questions I have about things that go on with Ghostbusters products. <laughs> <laughs> about where they go and what happens to some of them and how some decisions get made and whatever happened yeah. to that prototype backpack slimer that was in that Hasbro video that we got in like 2019. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. I was like, Oh, we're going to get backpack slimer with the Kenner classics. 
Nope. <laughs> we watched a guy sculpting it. <laughs> it was in a video. We've never seen it. <laughs> so weird. I mean, you know, the, with the whole clusterfuck that happened with all of those figures anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that maybe at some point they're like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> We don't, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to deal with any more of these. We're not going to do any more re-releases. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad that has lab packs are a thing, you know, and I'm glad that like, um, that we made it to a point where they finally came out and that we've reached the point where like, Hey, now this thing is out so we can start talking about, you know, what can we do with it? Um, anything else you think you would want to do to a has lab pack to modify it? Let's see. Alice frame, ribbon cable. I've, you know, some kind of screw heads on the ion arm end cap, if not replacing the end cap entirely. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, there are two things on this pack that just drive me insane. And it's the lack of those screw heads. And it's that goddamn storage compartment in the power cell. <laughs> I hate that thing because I, the, the hinge is such it's such an eyesore and the seam that it creates. I'm like, there's no reason for this to be here. Do you know what most people don't realize about that thing? That it has foot pegs yeah. in it? Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Like, but that's what it like. The explanation of like, why is it there? Is it's like, oh, it has foot pegs so that that way the mini puffs can stand there. And it's like, <laughs> but they didn't stand there in the movie. <laughs> like, and that's not At a no door point in the movie. Does the power cell flip open? <laughs> right. i mean look i don't i I appreciate that it's there in the sense that they put something in that gave you something to do you know like and that's that's what i like i I get it i appreciate it's kind of like um i guess this is the way to put it like my analogy for that door on the proton pack it's like the cup of water or the cup of ice that goes with the can of soda on a plane Yes. (laughs) There's some of us who are like, just give me the whole can. I'm gonna drink straight from the can. I don't I don't need to do this whole, you know, pour it in the cup thing. Yeah. But some of some people, you know, they're really they they value that, that that ritual, that ability to and that to me, that's kind of what that's about. (laughs) You can open that thing up, put your mini pumps there at least once or twice and then be like, okay, moving on. But honestly, I'll tell you one of the things I thought would fit there really well was like a wallet. That's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, is it, is it for your wallet? I guess maybe. I I mean, because you don't have a thousand pockets. That's exactly what I was going to say. (laughs) Is that like of all the things you're like, well, so you can put something there. Why ghostbusters often don't have a place to put things. And I'm like, we have a million pockets. <laughs> One yeah. and two. That's the least accessible place anybody could put anything ever. <laughs> that's the same reason you can't reholster a wand. <laughs> that's yeah. You have to take the whole pack off. What it's really, honestly, what I think it's really, really, really good for. Um, I think that as people start doing things like with USB batteries and stuff, like cables, you know, just like that's a great yeah. place to just be able to stash cables you need or like shove a small jewel, a screwdriver to be able to take stuff like that's that's to me like what that's for is it's like there's an emergency cosplay pack repair kit that goes in there. Um, somebody should sell that, yeah. by the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, give it time. Somebody will. It just sockets in there and, um, you know, it's a- somebody will 3D print an insert that like will hold like all your your Allen head wrenches will snap into yeah. it. And- 
it'll have little extra screws in it that you know you can somebody and it'll have caution stripes on it yes because that's what makes it a ghostbusters item ghostbusters yeah you have to put caution stripes on it um no you don't (laughs) (laughs) all right how about what's the most ridiculous mod (laughs) i'm gonna tell you mine it's called mega pack you take two hazlab proton packs (laughs) you glue them together back to back (laughs) i i have a picture of ron daniels wearing a pack on the front a pack on the back (laughs) and uh it's pretty great pack to pack that's awesome yeah yeah um mega most ridiculous I'm trying to think if I've seen one yet or if I can think of one. This is not ridiculous, but I just thought of it. Um, I believe that Charles Fincher of Fincher Technologies actually posted a video mm-hmm. the other day of him testing out their uh, vent kit in the end filter. Oh, yeah. So that's another thing I, I want to do. If I'm going to modify a pack, I finally want to pack the vents. That would be cool. But Yeah, I saw that. Um I haven't actually paid enough attention to see does the Havslab pack have a a real piece of like screen mesh in there or is it molded There's in? something in there. I don't know what it is. Okay. Because, you know. It's, it's I, I believe it's actually, I think, believe it's mesh. Like, I don't, I don't think it's like just okay. molded plastic. I so, think. You, so it's not like a molded in. It's not solid, no. And like in his video, the, okay. the vent, like the vents, the vapor comes out of the holes. So. Because, I mean, if it is. I mean, it could just be because it's easy enough to put a piece of mesh in there, but I feel like if if it's real mesh, then I, that may be another. Uh, they were considering that people are going to want to shove a vent kit in yeah. this thing, so let's let's leave those open. I think know. it is. Now I'm going to look for photos while we're talking. Um, but yeah, what's like? I mean, I'm joking about gluing two packs together. I'm never really going to do that. But like, yeah. what like what are some of the more ridiculous mods that you think uh, we're going to see of the Hazlab pack? Dude, there's no telling. Like, for every like really cool and interesting uh, customization that people have done, like the spirit packs, like adding, you know, peripheral things to it. Like, you know, a lot of people do their own version of a of a a slime blower, right. slime tether. Um, there's always some really ridiculous, like, oh, I screwed an entire rolling toolbox to the side of my proton pack. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what. Well, you know, it's a it's a mobile containment unit that you can store, and it's like what? Like, it, you know, I mean, like, will you please build whatever, that now? Man. No, you have to you have to build that now. You have to build a proton pack that's attached to a rolling fucking toolbox on its side, I'll, nowhere else, because you said it. I'll try. I'll see what I can do. I may I may go buy like a little Tykes rolling toolbox or something. <laughs> But I mean, you know, it's like, and again, more power to you. I love seeing people be creative. It's just sometimes I just, it's really, I struggle to grasp a concept. Yeah. Um, and, and some people just glue a bunch of random shit on there just because they can, they think it looks cool and that's fine. And so I'm, you know, I imagine we're going to see a lot of stuff like that with the HasLab. I honestly, for me, I think the most ridiculous mod that i'm gonna see is just people adding a bunch of unnecessary caution stripe to it yeah um 
you know, I've seen people already do the the obligatory uh, strip in the recessed area of the bumper, mm-hmm. which I really like that. I think that looks really cool. But it's when you start putting it on the power cells and the booster tube and the wand handles and like anywhere that's a flat surface <laughs> that you can stick caution stripe. It's like it, it we get it, but it doesn't need it. Uh, <laughs> and you have and you have to put a Ghostbusters logo on on there somewhere. I want to put on a pack that's entirely black and yellow. There's not a stitch of it that's not caution I mean, <laughs> I've seen some that are pretty close. I am eager to see i will admit i want to see and the i like the real ghostbusters spirit packs that people do because there's a lot of those yeah. out there at this point where people you know make it blue and then they add on like the um the 3d printed like wand right and stuff so mm-hmm. i would be really jazzed to see like a real ghostbusters conversion of the Haslab pack because i think that like seeing it in full size would be pretty neat and I think that you could well, you know, the, probably use the wand in a way that like you could probably modify, you know, if you got it, if you took the parts and shoved them in a new shell, you could probably use it, but I don't know. So, yeah, well, and, and because the cyclotron's removable on this one, yeah, I'm sure somebody will print a real Ghostbusters style cyclotron right. for it. That can, you can swap it out. That would be pretty cool. Um, actually. I hadn't thought about that, but you know. yeah, um, that would be pretty neat. So I feel like with this pack, does the ion arm detach? It does. It's at, in fact, you so, have to attach it when you get it, like so it doesn't come attached. I I liked that because I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many spirit packs I've interacted with in my life that were broken at the iron arm, <laughs> like you yeah. know. But and that doesn't even have the no, iron, I, doesn't even doesn't even have the ion arm in it. You know, that's just like it's just a piece of plastic. And if you want to add one, you need to. But um, well, yeah. I think we're we're talking about two separate things: the end cap with the with the rod sticking. Yeah. In that when i when i say ion arm i talk about the entire thing oh that that entire part yeah no that the, like that end cap attaches to right okay. so the end cap so, so that the end cap with the piece like the bar that comes out of the bottom of it like the the, yeah. the brass uh gnarled or knurled like piece of metal mm. um that you have to snap onto the front yeah okay so. but the but the whole like the ion arm itself is already no it's attached, molded right? it's part of it yeah it's molded okay i was gonna say if that thing could be unscrewed I don't know. Now I'm going to, you know, I have to go look basic, at the pictures. Basically, if you can unscrew that and because the cyclotron's already removable, those are two major things that you could swap out with a, like a 3D printed, you know, real Ghostbusters version and you would have a pretty solid kind of like hybrid pack. Yeah. Um, I am looking. Or, or, or somebody will just model a, a, a slip over cover that slips over the existing iron arm right. to represent the real Ghostbusters one, you know. Um, do you think, um, this is, and this is, a, you know, a broader question it doesn't have to be about the Haslab pack. Do you think we're going to start to see, um, more Ghostbusters spirits unleashed mods in the world? I don't know. I mean, I, it's, eventually somebody's going to do it. Um, cause I said yes, when I've the game some- first came out, I was like, there's going to be so many people who like model these parts, but then I haven't seen anybody do it. yeah it's been out for a while i haven't seen like one person do anything from the game um i've seen a lot of people talk about it but nobody and i don't know if it's because so many of the the changes are so significant that you might as well start from scratch um 
I don't recall there being too many things that were just like bolt-ons, for lack of a better term. Right. More like complete redesigns of entire areas, if not the whole. whole right. Thing. Well, I was thinking about that in terms of like if there's certain packs that like don't have a cyclotron, they have like some other yeah. thing, you know. Um, in place. There was of it. one pack I saw a picture of the other day that's like it. It there is no original proton pack parts on it it's like a completely different pack oh from the game you mean yeah 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 there's like i like basically like once you unlock enough stuff (laughs) you can swap out the cyclotron for like a cryogenic generator or some i don't know some other stuff so it's like you change out such that you don't even have the four lights anymore you have like some other thing in the middle and then yeah i mean it just Mm -hmm. doesn't it's like the fact the concept of black backpack where part of it is rectangular and part of it is round is still there but um it does like after you start modifying your pack pretty heavily in that game things do start to change a bit but i i have to say the guy when the game came out i was like oh man we're gonna like watch this happen the same way that people started to make like the 3d printed parts for the video game like the the last video game and i expected to Mm -hmm. see them really quickly and then didn't i was kind of surprised so um yeah, I mean, especially with, you know, 3D printing and, and all that stuff, you'd figure if if you can't modify, if you can't create parts to modify an existing kit or whatever, then somebody would just model the whole thing from scratch and offer those prints up or those files. But yeah, I haven't seen anything yeah. like that yet. Um, and the one thing I keep seeing people talk about making is the, the equipment cart. Yes. Um, but... And I, I'm ready to see it. You know, I want to make one myself eventually, but uh, I haven't seen anybody even start. on. It would one. be a fun build, though. Like, it's a funny concept, you know, like, but it also totally yeah. makes sense that they would have one. It's like, <laughs> like, why wouldn't they have a cart full of all the gear they needed when they, you know, yeah. my, my plumber has one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean. I like the thing. I think it's cool. You know, I think maybe. I haven't really done any research into it to see if it's even based on an existing cart that you can modify or if it's just completely like uh, a 3d CAD thing just designed from, from scratch, right. you know, cause a lot, a lot of, you know, things in video games, like, you know, certain, uh, certain elements are, are they, they're modeled after existing. Sure. Uh, real world pieces like you know they just they render it in 3d they make a couple of slight changes they change the branding on it whatever um like you know like the the uh jumper cables on the video game pack right i mean they're one they're 100 based on real jumper cables they're just they've shrunken down so they're smaller mm-hmm. you know um and i i wondered if that cart wasn't like modeled after an existing cart. right but I have I haven't done the research. I have more than likely it's probably just like a a scratch model that you know they just designed themselves. No, I um I have I you know it's a great question. Um, I don't know, but now I'm like, if anybody knows, anybody's like I identify that cart immediately every time I log into <laughs> Spirits Unleashed and begin a level. Yeah. I know exactly what that is. <laughs> you need to tell us immediately. Um. Yeah, somebody else do it because I don't have time to look for that stuff. No, right you now. got a robe to make. <laughs> I do. I have. Yeah, you have robes. What else are you making? I forgot. <laughs> uh, uh, skateboard. That's trap. right. How could I forget a skateboard trap? Um, and, a, and a rolling rolling toolbox proton. That pack part I remember. Now. Right, like it's got to be attached to the side of the proton pack though, and nowhere else. And it can't be like by a hose. It literally needs to be 
a rolling cart attached <laughs> back. Well, see, that's why you have the the door that flips down and the power cells. It flips down, <laughs> and then that's where that's where the toolbox connects. Is into that's that the toolbox connection port. Got it. Yes. <laughs> it's the TB the TBCP. It's how your uh, your proton pack turns into a gear cart. That's yes. Yes. It transforms. That's great. Well, I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to blah, like I'm speaking English today. Um, <laughs> anything else we want to add about the Hazlab pack? I know we've just kind of been shooting the shit about this thing because I wanted to talk to you about it and see what you thought about some of it and. Um, you know, anything else that you want to add about the pack or pack building or, um, I don't know your hopes for dreams for what Hasbro will do next. Please don't trust eBay sellers when they say they have an LC one frame because 99.9% of the time it's an LC two. That's fair. Uh, (laughs) do your research, uh, but don't fret because if you do get an LC two, it's not that big of a deal. You can get it to fit with a little bit of modification and longer screws not that big of a deal okay i've seen a lot of people freak out about that um yeah i ideally the lc1 is what you want and i know that your position is that i I know your position is not the rothko because we've talked about it um well see that's the thing is that hasbro saying lc1 lc1 the problem is the the LC1 frame it is designed to fit is a Rothko. Yeah. Okay, Rothko, they call it an LC1 frame because it's based on the LC1 design, but it's just a it's a really flimsy representation of that. A, a genuine LC1 frame is still slightly dimensionally different from the Rothko. Got it. And so you there you know you're still going to have to do a little bit of finessing to get it to fit. Um I've seen some people talk about like sanding or grinding down like the center bars. And I'm begging everybody right now, if you have a genuine LC one frame, please, (laughs) please don't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Because those things are getting harder and harder to find and they're only getting more expensive. And, uh, you know, you already have to drill a hole into it for a regular proton pack. The last thing we want to do is start grinding off in the center bar. Right. But um, I, I think I, you know, I don't trust a Rothko as far as I can throw it. Um, but from what I understand, the Fox Outdoor frame is damn near identical in pretty much every aspect, except that the the crossbars are supposedly steel. I don't know for sure. I haven't. I I haven't actually. Uh, physically handled one to, to know and they're supposed to be a little bit thicker and a little bit sturdier um, so I would look into purchasing a Fox Outdoor frame I to use will tell it. you that if you try to buy a Fox Outdoor frame right now they are back ordered from the manufacturer in the color needed <laughs> if of you want black with black pads they have that if you want green with camo pads they have that. But if you want a black frame with olive pads, you are back ordered because we have bought out all the Fox outdoor packs. Like all, all it's, it's the, gone. uh, 
It's the flexo yellow sleeve. <laughs> it is. If, if you haven't heard, no if you haven't heard this story out there listening, uh, so many people have replaced the yellow sleeve on their Hazlab proton pack with the correct yellow sleeve that goes over the wire um, on the front of it. That the company that makes the yellow sleeve <coughs> has none left. <laughs> so the here's the thing about that. Um, as somebody who likes to build, you know, like highly accurate replicas. I tend to parts hoard. Yeah. Not because I want to have all the parts so nobody else can have any. It's that I constantly am like, I'm going to build another one of these in the future. <laughs> and I want to make sure that I have the parts I need when that time comes. So I try and buy up what I can when I can while it's available. Like half of the shit on the afterlife pack was already discontinued <laughs> by the time the movie came out. Even though it was stuff that was readily available at the time they built them. Uh, and so I was like, oh, God, I like I had the realization so many people are going to be ordering this yellow sleeve. I need to order some more. Because you only need like 10 inches right. of it on a pack. And I already I already had six feet of it in my <laughs> shop. But I was like, no, I got to get I got to get 20 more feet. Of oh, so it. wait, are we, wait, hang on. You know what we're about to do together because we're Ghostbusters fans. So you're the reason that I can't get any of what I want right now. Well, I'm getting there. So I get on the I get on the the website to order some. I order 20 feet of it. They sell it in 10 foot sections. You can't get any longer. You can't get any shorter. They just 10 foot, <laughs> 10 cuts of 10 feet is That's what you crazy. get. Crazy. And so I order two 10 foot sections. <laughs> I check out, and about 10 minutes later, I get an email, and they're like. Thank you for your order. We are currently completely sold out of this product, but we're expecting to get more in like two to two to four weeks or something right. like that. Uh, and so it will ship when we receive it. We're sorry for the inconvenience. And I was just like, oh, my God, I was too late. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they actually have been restocked and they are. Yeah, they are. They, they, it's not a thing so, that's like discontinued. It's just the thing they ran out of. So. Yeah. But it, it will be discontinued at some yeah. point. And they, I think it's hilarious because I, they must have figured out really quickly why. I, I'm sure they were confused <laughs> as fuck. Like, why, why is this selling out? Like, like, overnight, now we're selling, you know, <laughs> rolls and rolls of this stuff. But now they actually have a little note on their website that's like, Ghostbusters note. <laughs> We're currently sold, and I'm like, I do. I saw this. It's a little picture with two two cartoon <laughs> ghosts on it. It says like, "We're sold out of this right now." But like, it's just like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, you're in tune with who's buying your shit, I guess." Like, well, and it, I'm gonna go on a little a little rant real quick. Yeah, that's that fine. kind of stuff bug it bugs me. And I know people are gonna think I'm ridiculous for this, but. That means that somebody told them oh, yeah. what it was totally. used for. <laughs> Which means they're going to charge more money for it. Yeah. <laughs> the first fucking rule yep. is you never tell anybody no, what it's used never. for. <laughs> and the biggest dick move is for you to buy it for yourself first. And after you've purchased it, then tell, oh, by the way, you know, you could, <laughs> you could get more money for this because this is used on the, you know, and I'm like, no. This is why you can't get a Graflex for a Luke Skywalker lightsaber right. for any cheaper than like $800 yep. now because some idiot 
you know, back in the 90s, went around telling all the camera dealers, yeah, this was used for Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. <laughs> it's like, they don't care. Right. It's like, if... Shut up, pay your five bucks for it, and get the hell it's out. It's like, um, what is the, um, what's the, the, the stupid, uh, oh, the calculator, the Sanyo calculator that's like, Use oh for, <laughs> for the Nixie the, tubes, the belt gizmo, <laughs> like yeah. for the uh, for the gizmo, for the belt gizmo, right? And yeah. it's like, yeah. oh my god, you like that calculator should be something that people just throw away, <laughs> but instead, well, it's like so a nine hundred dollar calculator, like. And the and the problem is, it's because you you not only have you know crazy Ghostbusters guys that want to rip it apart and stick it on our belt. But you also have vintage calculator right. collectors that are going after them. <laughs> so you always get a bidding war between like collectors and like Ghostbusters trying to get the damn. Yeah. Thing. Like, um, what's the other, <coughs> there's another thing I was thinking and, about and, like that, it, that something that, um, what's weird is that like, there's certain things though that like don't, and I know I was like, wait, I, I, I think we were done talking about the Hazlitt pack for the most part, but it was okay to talk about this. But, um, I, I think it's weird that like, um, you can find an Iona shoe polisher pretty easily. Like the the shoe polisher that became the yeah. PKE meter, like they're on eBay all the time. But again, for like three hundred dollars, and you're like, why? Well, <laughs> what's really weird about that is like it's one that's one of those parts that like I figured I'll find one locally. Like I'll run across one at the thrift store eventually. Like they're super common, and I've never found one. And side note, a friend of mine was at a flea market. That's like five miles from my house that I, that I go to all the time and his ass strolled in there and found an Iona shoe polish <laughs> and bought it. And I was like, you son of a bitch. But anyway, so I've never, I've never bothered trying to get one on eBay because I'm like, eventually I'm going to find one. Well, I finally got fed up trying to find one. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy one on eBay. And I went on eBay and there were none. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been that way for months now. It's like they've just dried up on eBay and occasionally they will pop up and they're more money than I want to spend. But I'm also, so I'm in that dilemma. Right. It's like, well, do I spend money I don't want to spend now and pay too much for what I think it's currently worth? Or do I say, no, I'm going to wait till they go back down in price and then they become impossible to get and then I have to pay like $500 for one. All right, well, I'm telling you right now, there's one online right now on eBay like 80 bucks 24.95 hang on really i own a shoe it's not in the box but i own a shoe polisher vintage used with accessories electric buffer three different heads you have to buy it before this podcast comes out otherwise oh see that's that's the wrong model dude (laughs) oh well fine yeah see this (laughs) i did i have found this model at the Salvation Army once, and I was so excited because I saw that I own a box, and I I couldn't. I was knocking people over, running across the store to get to it, <laughs> and I open it up, and it's oh, it's the wrong model. I, I like uh, the idea that you're like running across the store, like somebody else is gonna get to the Iona shoe polisher before you, dude, dude. <laughs> dude the scrubbing buffer that the Geiger meter is made yeah. out of. I was at a. Th- I found one at a thrift store. That's how ridiculous this is. That thing is rare as shit. Yes, it is. And I found one of those before I found a fucking Yeah, that's Iona. pretty ridiculous. That is, I have to say. So I found one at a thrift store, and I, I'm walking through the aisles, and I, I had picked something up and was looking at it, um, and I happened to, to glance away and look up at the shelf, 
and I see that scrub and buffer on the shelf. I literally dropped the thing I was holding <laughs> to the ground and I, I darted so fast over to that scrub and buffer. I grabbed it and you would have thought I had just been like reunited with a long lost child or something. Like I had a death grip on it. I was and like I was like hiding it every time I walked by somebody, you know, and I didn't want to let the lady like take possession of it long enough to ring it up like it was it was crazy i am um, i'm always surprised that i don't run across the right toaster at goodwill or thrift stores i found one today do, i literally well, found one do today. you find the one without the like at this point at this point afterlife has made it okay for you to have a toaster that has lines on the side of it but like did you find the one like without the three the, jesus fish yeah did you find one with the lines on the side or without so I, I'm one of these people that like, if I find something that's a, that's a prop, f- not just for Ghostbusters, but for, you know, any other movie that I'm interested in or even halfway interested in, yeah. I won't, I won't leave it. Like I have to buy yeah. it. Um, like there's this stupid flashlight that is used on parts of it are used on two of the robots in mystery science theater. 3000. Okay. I have like 50 of these things because I will not <laughs> let it. When I run across it, I won't, I'm not leaving right. it. And so the toaster is one of those. I've found, I think, including the one today, like five of them over the last wow. couple of years. One of them was, and, and the thing is, is even though I know that there's different variations of something, even if it's a close enough version. You'll pick it up. I'll, I'll still okay. pick it up. So I, I have one of those toasters with the little swirly thing on the okay. side. Because I was like, well, it's the right model and everything. Well, it's just got and this. And now it detail, is. Because like in Afterlife, I, they have the swirly thing on the side and the one that's in Afterlife. Like he said. So. Yeah, I know. So as soon as I saw that video, I was like, I'm, I, they're so proud that, oh, we got the right toaster. And technically you did. It's the wrong fucking version of it. But, <laughs> you know, A for, a for right. effort. But also, thank God I already have one. So I don't have to go find one. I, so now I have both. I have to admit, for many years, I... um chase the b700 toaster and um mm-hmm. the toastmaster b700 and i was not willing to accept one that had the swirls on the side of it because uh for those who have no idea what we're talking about the ghostbusters <laughs> 2 toaster is the toastmaster b700 and there are many ver- varieties of this toaster it's the same model but some have like a design on the side some have like a different color of like you know the panel on the front whatever um, and so I would not accept the one that had the swirls on the side, even though it's way more common, which again, like back to Ghostbusters yeah. things that it's like, it's a super common thing, except this is the variant. <laughs> right? Like, and so well, that's the thing. I would not take the toaster, the swirls on it for years. And then I bought the one that has no swirls on it on eBay in the box, almost brand new. Um, and then the afterlife came out and I was like, son of a bitch, <laughs> the number of like <laughs> toasters I could have had for like $10 a piece. <laughs> Like, yeah. Well, the one I found today is the one hundred percent screen accurate version <clears throat> because yes, there is a very very specific version of it. Um, it's so the little the little um, uh, like adjustment slider on the yep. side to like adjust how toasty you want yep. it. Um, there's a little like decal that has like you know, like raw toast to burnt toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, right? Well, the one in the movie doesn't have the sticker. 
And so for years, I assumed, oh, they'd probably just peeled it off because it's got a logo on it, so they don't want the logo to show, whatever. And then once Blu-ray hit, like the the first Blu-ray came out however many years ago, yeah. and like you got like really clear look at it, I was like, oh no, it's not like it's it's removed. There, there's no sticker there. There's a molded Toastmaster logo on the side. Now you're going to make me do this. You're going to make me stand up, walk, like I'm going to do the rudest thing to all the listeners right now. <laughs> listeners, I'm going away from the microphone for a second to find out how, how accurate is my toaster. Let's see. Uh, uh, no, those are things falling on the floor. They're not supposed to fall on the floor. Oh, God. It's ASMR. <laughs> it's it's ASMR collecting. Oh, God. It's- that was a copy of Cleaning Up the Town falling on the floor. What will the buenos say? Um, well, now you got to clean it I up. I have a sticker. <laughs> you have a sticker? <laughs> now, here's the thing. I've never tried to peel the sticker up. There's, it's entirely possible if you peel the sticker up, maybe there is a molded logo under there. I don't, I don't wanna, know. I don't want to find out. <laughs> I'll find out. I'll find out for you. I have like two of them with the sticker that I'll, I'll try and peel but up. My, my sticker, I found one today. My sticker says light to dark. And yeah. um, Toastmaster above it with the three swirly logo. And um, to be 100% real, what's inside of my toaster right now is an NES cartridge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which has an SD card slot in it and has all of the Nintendo games (laughs) for an EverDrive. Um, Because where else would you keep your EverDrive cartridge but inside your dancing toaster? That seems to make some sense, right? Um, Yeah. Here's a good question. Have you actually used any of yours to make toast? No, um, they have all been thrift store purchases and I wouldn't with any amount of cleaning <laughs> ever trust uh, making toast. In it. <laughs> I have uh, I have never made toast in mine. Um, this mine came from a, a vendor, a seller on eBay in the South. Mm. And uh, when I opened mine up, it was in its original packaging. But what fell out of it were two stink bugs. Nice. <laughs> so I may have plugged my toaster in and turned it on to kill anything else that might have been in there, <laughs> but otherwise I've never used it. <laughs> yeah, probably not a bad idea. So I still well, you can do that. <laughs> I still like get a chuckle every once in a while. Like I I had this realization like a week or two after Afterlife came out because we knew that the toaster had been purchased for the movie. Yeah, right. It ended up inevitably being cut. Like you don't see it in the in the movie at all. But we know that you know the intention was to have it show up in there. And then I was watching the Afterlife in the theater for like the eighth time, right? And podcast asked Phoebe, you know, tell me your name, what you had for breakfast. She said Phoebe toast, and it like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow! Oh shit! (laughs) Phoebe used that toaster and. That's kind of creepy. That's hilarious. Is there was there still mood slime like dried up? In I it? didn't like, think of that either. That's funny. Um, th- is she is she part mood slime now? Is like that a plot point in the next yeah, movie? She ate it for breakfast. <laughs> and don't forget, her grandpa slept with it too. Um, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think he slept with the toaster. I think he just slept with the God. slime. But <laughs> okay, maybe. All right, that makes you feel. I do want to. I do want to remind you before we before we uh, we split from this lovely episode of Extraplasm. 
we do have one other prop that you have to build. Have, I, I think I think I told you about this, that I had this idea and you're the only person who I know of who could possibly pull this off. We need a proton pack that makes popcorn. Mm, yeah, OK. Right. Like we need yeah. some way of taking a proton pack and taking like and one of those air powered popcorn makers mm-hmm. <laughs> and integrating the two. <laughs> so basically. How do we how do we miniaturize an air fryer and pressurize it to such a degree that it can be blown through the acrylic tip? How did you make such a the... small air fryer? <laughs> Got it. You're a genius. You're a culinary genius. <laughs> it's roll. <laughs> Are you doing Gordon Ramsay now? Dude, that's hilarious. That is something that I do in my house all the time. (laughs) Just look at things and go, it's dreadful. It's fucking dreadful. (laughs) It's not even a good Gordon Ramsay. It's just. It's that's well, that's the best kind. Dry. It's so dry. (laughs) Just. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll watch anything Gordon Ramsay. Oh, I love watching Gordon Ramsay. He's enjoyable. I, I mean, I don't think he's enjoyable to be in his kitchen but he's enjoyable to watch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, we need, we need a proton pack that makes popcorn. We were, we thought we were going to get that in a movie. It was featured to us as a thing that was going to happen. We believed there was going to be proton pack popcorn. So, <clears throat> you know, honestly, I mean, is it even in the cookbook? It's there. I, I'm going to have to, I, I I'm going to have to go to the, Oh God, I'm going to get up again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a bad fan. I haven't bought the cookbook yet. I bought the cookbook. Uh, I can't eat most of what's in it, but I bought it. <laughs> so there's that. There's not a lot. There's you know when you're a vegetarian, you buy the the movie cookbook. You respect that you're probably gonna stick around the dessert section for the most part, you know. Um, yeah. But no, I'm like serious. Like now, is there actually popcorn in the cookbook? Like, did they? Oh God. I mean, I don't know. It depends on when they started making the cookbook, because... Well, now I gotta look. If... Hang on. Okay. Ghostbusters. It's like Spaceballs the Flamethrower. There's so many things in this room that say Ghostbusters on them. Uh, Let's see. Index. Is there an index in the cookbook? You could use a flamethrower to make it. Hmm? You could use a flamethrower. I mean, a proton pack kind of is a flamethrower, isn't it? Yeah. It's just flames that come out as lasers before they're flames yeah. <laughs> they're pre-flames let's see here uh, appetizers marshmallow fondue uh, spores molds and fungus mushrooms Dana's demon eggs uh, sir I don't believe there's any popcorn in this entire book that seems like Somebody should have done something about that. Um, I guess they'll have to make another one. That's all. That's popcorn. it. We're just going to have to now reach out to Jen Fujikawa and say, got to make a new book. Um, Can you make Phoebe's popcorn pamphlet for us? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that the title of the episode. Phoebe's popcorn pamphlet. What? Like, there you go. <laughs> Oh, on that note, 
You're welcome. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. That's we're going to. So your tasks, remember, your homework assignments are robes. Look, I'm going to even say if you can give me the popcorn making proton pack, you can forget about the tool chest thing. <laughs> I really want to make the skateboard, though. So. Well, that's still happening. <laughs> that's, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> so your robes, you have to make a skateboard trap and you have to make a proton pack that makes popcorn. So um, okay. and you know, I mean, slot it in wherever you can. <laughs> I'll see what I can it's do. It's not like you have a list of things to do or anything. Like, oh, it's constantly shifting and evolving. So you know, I'll, <laughs> it'll, I'll work it in somewhere. I won't say who it was, but I was amused the other day that you said something. I believe was was it you? I think it was you who said this. You said no, maybe it wasn't. Never mind. I thought you said something, and somebody said something to you, but that didn't happen. It was somebody else. Um, I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. It's now late. Um, it's later <laughs> there for you. So, um, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast to battle with me about the Hazlab proton pack and proton packs in general. Um, and, yeah, that's fun, know. man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, again. no, of course. And um, for those of you out there who are like, hey, man, the proton pack is cool. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. It always was. Um, you just got to sometimes find the great people that be able to enjoy your excitement with and stay away from the shubs and zools is. Uh, as Ernie Hudson would say, one of his favorite things to say on Cameo. Um, Do you ever get a Cameo? Is it really? Yeah, it is. Like when he talks on Cameo, like you can hear him say this all the time. He'll be like video after video. He'll say like, you know, always keep on busting and be careful about all the shoves and zools out there. (laughs) And nice. He says it all the time. Um, I think he even, I think he says it in my video even. So, um, which I think I've talked about that. You may know about this. My, when we did COVID, I turned 40 a month into COVID and all Mm -hmm. of my plans for what I would have done were, you know, obviously just like everybody else's, they were turned upside down and I got Mm -hmm. a text message one day and it was Ernie Hudson on cameo and like on my birthday and friend of mine who I've known for years who lives far away and has no interest in Ghostbusters whatsoever. (laughs) Like who's not one of us completely surprised me out of the blue with an Ernie Hudson cameo. And it's, um, it's a cameo he filmed during the pandemic, so he hasn't had his haircut. And like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> so he's like in his house with this giant poofy hair, wearing a Ghostbusters flight suit, and he's like, "Jim, happy birthday!" <laughs> and it's like I cried when I got it. I was like, "We're gonna be okay. We're gonna live. We're gonna survive." Winston said so. It's gonna be all right. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a reason. You know, there's a reason why this podcast ends with Ernie Hudson every week because that was you know, very uplifting. So, and I'm yeah. whatever I'm mean, out babbling about a cameo video. Um, sorry to have Lord of the Rings. This everybody, this podcast obviously came to a logical conclusion three times already. Um, <laughs> but maybe four, you know, who knows? This is the after credits. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now. Um, <laughs> so another Ernie Hudson cameo. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. All right. Now that we're, I'm going to wrap this podcast up and and stop (laughs) sucking at life. Um, But thank you again for coming on the show. And um, you know, you're welcome anytime you want to come on. And um, for everybody out there, enjoy your Hazlab Proton Pack. And if you didn't get one, it's okay. Um, Just enjoy something. Enjoy something that you like, even if it's a spirit pack. You you know, you probably know somebody that did get one and you can play with it. Just steal theirs. It's fine. That that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm 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 excited to get to play with it. So. <laughs> it's like, did you get 
a new Eternia playset? No, but my neighbor did. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't have to spend five hundred dollars because I know at least four people that did for me. That's right. So I I can get out get it out of my system with them and look and and not have to. You just have the you just need to wait for primal urge to modify one. You just need to wait. You just need to wait for one of them to break. <laughs> like that's okay. Legitimately though, I've been like really seriously contemplating. Like I really want to play with them, but I I do I really want to modify one. And I've been thinking about hitting everybody up and be like, hey, if you know, I'm not saying it's not good enough to as it is, you know, for whatever you want to do. But like if you if you want to maybe spruce it up a little bit, I, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Just because I think I just think it'd be fun. <laughs> just, this is Proton Pack Modification Services. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know. us, what would you? Well, okay, we were done, but now we have to do this one last thing. What would you name that company? Uh, has built, not bought. <laughs> has, I don't know. Has built, not bought. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, it's not like proton charging. It's like proton changing. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, I like that proton changing. <laughs> and we can use the David Bowie song. It's like in our little commercial. <laughs> proton changing for when your pack just needs a new thing. <laughs> that's a terrible jingle, I'll, but <laughs> I'll I'll offer many different tiers of uh, customization oh okay well just make sure that uh -huh. the class the, the class 10 costs fifty hundred dollars it comes with a bunch of autographs you may or may not get <laughs> it, it does come with free line standing though. oh but you don't get any water <laughs> you get a voucher for root beer though <laughs> <laughs> wait was that a thing i've not heard of that yet no i just mean that the root beer truck was there at FanFest. <laughs> So oh, okay. there was no water, but you could buy eleven dollar root beer. <laughs> nice. Oh, on that note, did it did it come in a, a Ghostbusters two hot beverage thermal bottle? No, I believe it came in a weird barrel shaped tankard. <laughs> I know. I honestly don't remember. I I didn't buy any. I went to a food truck and bought a diet coke. For, That's like, way too much money. I went. Uh, it's like there was a while where I was like, I'm glad I didn't go to FanFest, but now I kind of wish I had gone. No, it's like <laughs> just going so to Normandy, you know? <laughs> like, you survive it, then you have stories to tell yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's and that's what I want, you know? I just want the stories. Yeah. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants a good story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, thank you again. This is the fifth ending of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> For those of you out there listening who are still tuned in, thanks. Um, you can, of course, reach out if you have anything to add to the proceedings uh, via Extraplasm on Instagram, Extraplasm on Twitter, where I am less these days, but still occasionally check my messages, and um, ExtraplasmPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, of course, you can always find Austin at Central Oklahoma Ghostbusters on uh, Instagram and um under his alias Ray Cameron everywhere else um, <laughs> and thanks again for listening and we'll uh, talk to you next week and as Ernie Hudson always says have fun and always
keep on busting. Take care.